194 of the PS Nation podcast with you once again, Mr. Joel Scherfinski. How's it going, sir? Howdy ho, pretty well. And of course, Mr. Josh Langford. How's it going? It's good. Yeah, you're lying again. I know. Yeah, well, Damn. and of course, myself, I'm Glenn. My voice, as you can hear, is pretty much shot, so who knows if we'll even make it tonight. So it'll be a glorious show for everyone. They won't have to hear me babble on and on. A lot to go over tonight. It doesn't look like much on paper, but I think we're going to have uh, a lot to go over. Um, a brief little announcement at the beginning here. Uh, some, a bunch of news, a ton of news. What we're playing, review of Crazy Taxi, my review of Gran Turismo 5, and I'm sure the guys here will have some opinions on that one as well. And uh, a bunch of emails and uh, two voicemails. So, uh, yeah. And then we're going to be talking about our Game of the Year stuff at the end. And who else knows? But uh, before we get to the new releases, uh, we have a a, a little tiny announcement here. Uh, We just partnered up with another group of individuals that is going to make it even easier for you to find our show. Uh, Of course, we're on FuriousGamer.com, and it's it's great over there. We're going to be sticking with them. But... That's only for iPhone and iPad users, you know, iPod Touch users. So uh, there's a great player out there that's uh, kind of similar. It's streaming all the shows, and they have a ton of shows out there. They're, they're a pretty big a- aggregator. Uh, it's called Stitcher. And you can actually grab the client on iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch. You can get it on BlackBerry, on Palm, on Android. And uh, you can bookmark, uh, or you can like favorite your shows and everything else. It doesn't have the the features like Furious Gamer, where you can like bookmark sections of uh, of the show and go back to them, that kind of thing. Uh, but very, very cool. And um, with this partnership, actually, when you go to the PlayStation section on there, we're the first show that that comes up. So if you go to PlayStation, we're going to start playing Yay. right away for you. Pretty neat, pretty neat. So um, you can also listen to it on the web. If you go to our, over to our website on the right side of the screen, you'll see a, a Stitcher ad right there and you can just click on that anywhere and that'll take you right to our page on stitcher uh pretty neat deal over there so very nice people and uh man they really as soon as i got the paperwork and filled it out they boom they had her done so i was pretty impressed but yeah very cool i have it on my android phone that's how i found out about it and uh yeah very happy it's a nice little app too there's like radio channels on there yeah. So not only can you get podcasts, and it's not just video game podcasts, it's podcasts covering everything, and there's a wide assortment. Then there's also some radio stations from different cities around the U.S., and kind of cool. One of the channels is um, WBEZ, or WBZY, I always get the, the call letters wrong, <laughs> but it's out of, out of Chicago, and they, do, they have um, film spotting, and oh, yeah. a, few podca- a few podcasts are, are broadcast on that uh, channel, so be able to hear it live on the radio is pretty neat. Yeah. But Clear Channel owns every radio station in the U.S., and they're well, all true. basically the same anyway, so... It's all okay. robot DJs now, so <laughs> that's Skynet's first chance of, of trying to go become aware. Did you hear about those clowns in Congress? What a bunch of clowns. <laughs> How does it stay Obama. up to date? <laughs> Don't praise the machine. Self-aware. There it is. <laughs> So, yeah, check it out. I mean, it, it's a free app, and the the thing I like about it is that it's pretty much on every platform for mobile devices, uh, and very nice and thin. It, it's very easy to use and uh, very cool. So uh, thanks to those folks, and hopefully we'll have a long and, and lovely relationship. Anyway, all right, new release stuff. Man, I got a whole lot of nothing to talk about from here until the end of the year. Which, that's so. okay. That's okay. 
We're all right with that. You. <laughs> all right. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, bitches. <laughs> no, so I found some stuff. I had to figure out a little bit of something coming. And of course, there's still PSN releases making their way online. There, there are no new retail disc releases coming for the rest of this year, seriously. So no. that's it. But we do have on... That's a- unpossible. <laughs> this has been a weird year. Like, everything's hitting in the first three months next year. Well, we were talking before the show, we do each have piles of games, so I'm, I'm actually yeah. kind of re- relieved. I'm, like, I'm yeah. okay with this, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely okay with this. <laughs> I wouldn't mind something to talk about in my new release segment on the show. You know, there's that, but I'm kind of happy there's nothing. Yeah. But PSN's getting a couple pretty big releases. Uh, December 21st, we have Echo Chrome 2 Yay. coming out on PSN. Indeed. So, no, we're pretty excited about that. And Battlefield Bad Company 2 Vietnam. Sweet. It's coming out DLC. It's 15 bucks, and also on the 21st of December. So lots to keep you busy over the holiday weekend. Definitely. Yeah, uh, we were actually going to try to get uh, Mark, who we had on, or Matt, Matt, sorry. Uh, we had Matt on for <laughs> Medal of Honor. Oh, these cold medicine, I tell you. Um, we had him on for Medal of Honor. He's actually also the community manager for uh, – the Battlefield series. Unfortunately, he's going to be indisposed that week, so we can't get him on for an interview before it comes out, but we may have him on afterwards uh, to talk to some, some Battlefield Vietnam. Nice. Yeah. And uh, I also listed some new releases in January, but since I have nothing to talk about next week, I think I'll save those for then. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> you sneaky bastard. <laughs> oh, you sly devil, you. <laughs> Damn those handsome devils. <laughs> Curse those handsome devils. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, since since we know Mr. Minutia here that loves to look around for every single little thing, I think you should read the uh, first one here, Josh. Quick, I've been added to PlayStation <laughs> Rewards program. Yay! I wonder, I wonder if you can LARP, too. If you can LARP, I am totally going as a paladin. <laughs> Yes, as part of the PlayStation Rewards program, I got the email the other day, and I was like, Quest, and then I read it, and I'm like, oh, come on. (laughs) I saw that, and I went, okay, drop the shirt. (laughs) Yeah, so basically, the quests are, they'll tell you what they want you to do, like, play a PlayStation Move game, watch Pulse, go into the Central Plaza and PlayStation Home. Those are your first three quests. Is that <laughs> so, what it is? Yeah. There's um, also uh, rent or buy a movie from mm. the PlayStation Store. Download and play five game demos. Or read through ten emails from PlayStation. <laughs> wow. So all, all those right. emails you get that uh, usually hit the delete bin because you already know what's on the PlayStation Store because we kind of know these things. Yeah, now you can click through all of those and complete a quest. I guess in general it kind of helps because there it's very vague with the rewards program. Yeah, what you what gets you anywhere in it? They just say, ah, oh, just do your thing, and you'll magically get higher in rewards. Well, <laughs> you know they vaguely said, well, when you play games online, when you buy stuff, when you do stuff, you know. But they didn't they didn't really explain it. And I guess this is a way to be much more specific mm-hmm. for people who really, really want to, uh, like, trophy hoe it, you know? Well, and it's funny because then they have this other thing where if you download Episode 6 of the Tester Season 2, you're automatically entered in for the Gran Turismo 5 uh, Special Edition. 
hang on. Yeah. Uh, pause. Yeah. Hang on. I, 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 go. The, I downloaded download, it last download, night. Download. Well, our buddy, our buddy Will's in that episode, too. Of course, the winner of uh, Oh, that jerk? One. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> F that guy. Well, at least there's one good reason to watch that show, then. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. He's not worth kissing his bad. ass yet. <laughs> I still haven't watched any of any of them and i really meant to go back i downloaded all of season one since we met a bunch of them and hung out with them at e3 yeah and i was like i really want to see it now because like i know some people you know and yeah. i just haven't had the time to do it i, well, I have I mean, to do it though with, with your playstation plus it automatically downloaded uh, episode one of season two so yeah it did yeah. so yeah i i've only watched the first one i i just I'm so far behind on so much stuff right now that I actually took some time after I got the video done last night to um, to watch Core. So I watched Core. Mm. Yeah, check that yeah. out this month. So yeah, it's I'll watch it this week. I'm on call this weekend, so I got to sit at home all all weekend and not go out drinking or anything. Oh, I know. That's going to shut a bar down around here, I'm telling you. <laughs> the, yeah, the Japanese steak place is done. Yeah, <laughs> no more real Tokyo. It's it's pretty funny. We were actually talking the other night, and uh, we figured out that I probably have only not been at two bars in this town. <laughs> oh, nice. Thank God you don't live over here, because you'd be on a, like a 10-year mission to hit all these bars. Yeah, I have no problem with that. That's my, that's my <laughs> PlayStation Quest. <laughs> <laughs> what do I get for, for a reward here, PlayStation? Oh, God. And it's funny, too, being in the rewards program and having these little avatars. They're kind of cool that you get the little reward avatars that say pro or select or what have yeah. you on it. But the amount of messages that I get about that, like, where'd you get that avatar? And I really want that avatar. People are going to eat this shit right up. Oh, yeah? Those, wow. For those silly avatars. Yeah. And why do they even ask that? It says right at the bottom, select or pro or whatever. <laughs> How come I, you got in that? You're special. I'm like, no, I just read my email and I clicked on it. and Boom. I'm in it. Yeah. Do you yeah. read your emails? No. I'm like, well, then don't bitch at me. <laughs> How's this my fault? I'm waiting for people to ask us if we have vouchers for it. No, there's no voucher involved. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Joel, on to the next one, huh? Yeah. This is uh, kind of a follow-up to what we talked about last week. Last week, we went into a discussion about EA, and uh, I think we are talking about FIFA, FIFA 10, and what they did with those those cards or the, the, the buildup of the teams and how people were spending hundreds, if not almost a thousand dollars on that content. Yeah. Jesus. Now this, this article came out this week from take two. Uh, this is Zelnick. He's a, um, oh, what is this guy? CEO. And basically he said, he's a, <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> who is this <laughs> who the schmuck? Fuck is this guy? Who the fuck? Hey, he's nobody. He's nobody. Nah, it's somebody talking money. So I should have, should have known it's, it's the, it's the big cheese. This he's is the basically, guy. This is the same guy that has already come out and said that the MLB contract for 2K was a losing situation and basically admitted that the 2K game this year for baseball is completely going to be – it's going <laughs> to suck. Yeah. He basically said we're not going to put any resources into it, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, if you only have a 360 and you like baseball, you're kind of fucked from what it sounds like. Well, at the same point, that could be uh, – it most likely is a negotiating tactic – no, they said they're not going to the, renew the license. They're they're not going to do it. Did they actually say that? Yeah, or he did, flat out said wow. they will not renew the exclusive contract. The only reason thought, they did that is because EA went after uh, football and they didn't want to lose out. Yeah, yeah, but I thought he was 
I thought he didn't say they weren't going to renew it. I thought he said, you know, we're going to look hard at it because it's been a money losing. It's been a losing proposition and it's just not worth it to to do these huge deals anymore. I th- it sounded more like a negotiating thing, like gearing up for uh, I'm not going to pay that kind of money anymore because mm. hell with this because we're getting our asses kicked. <laughs> well, the way the way I read it was basically they said they're not even going to pursue the contract. Huh. Very strange yeah. business decision. Yeah. Why, Anyways, why would you come out and say that? What's that all about? Uh, well, because it's Strasselnik. Okay. <laughs> so basically this whole story is shit because the guy's lost all credibility with his last comments. That I have no idea about. <laughs> anyway, sorry to derail you there, Joel. <laughs> Anywho, uh, this gentleman came out and <laughs> talking about DLC and how it's uh, such a huge revenue stream for their company. Now, we heard EA's revenue stream and how they kind of, in our opinion, nickel and dime people and, and sort of manipulated people into earning the, the DLC or the, the revenue. Take-Two's approach is more of this episodic content, like sure. we've seen with Grand Theft Auto, most recently with Red Dead Redemption, and of course Borderlands. I just wanted to talk a moment about the different approaches and how I, I, I kind of more appreciate this type of approach. It seems less manipulative. It's more about delivering good content and less about staying current with the nest, keeping up with the Joneses, if you will, with your soccer team. I agree. It's yeah, so that's it. I think I think it's, yeah. I think it, it, that's a great point, and I think they are on the right track with, um, you know, the, the the GTA stuff and the Red Dead Redemption stuff that they've done so far. You know, it's essentially almost its own game to a certain extent, and you're getting a great price on it, and the production values are still there from the original game. So, yeah, I, I think it's really cool. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw this last week. This week, right now, after we talked about this last week, what do we see on the store for ten bucks? From EA, you can open up every single weapon in the uh, online for Medal of Honor for ten bucks. Oh, swear man. to God, Tuesday they Dude. got released, and I just laughed. So, aren't there people that have like worked their asses off and spent hours grinding to get to that point? Yep. For them just to say, okay, ten bucks, and now you're as equal as this guy who actually bought our yeah. game, played the shit out of it, talked to all his friends about it, got all his friends to buy the game, but now we're just gonna pull the rug out from that dude, and for ten bucks, you can be his equal. Hey, it doesn't matter how good of a gun you've got. If you don't have the skills to get that gun without paying for it, you're still going to get your ass kicked. That's true, but how does the guy who earned those guns feel with this $10? Pretty good when he's tearing a guy up with an M60. <laughs> Spoken like a true <laughs> FPS guy. <laughs> I'm going to shove this grenade down your throat, bitch. How's that well 10 played, bucks sir. feel now? <laughs> <laughs> You can direct your uh, anger towards Glenn at psnation.org. <laughs> Bring it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I just found it very timely and very funny when I saw that. I just I kind of shook my head and just laughed. <laughs> that is pretty sad. Indeed. You know what's not sad, though? <laughs> uh, and you can go over to psnation.org and check out a huge <laughs> article I wrote. Uh, SNK Playmore, of course, the the wizards behind the Neo Geo system, are bringing the Neo Geo station to the PSN on December 21st for PS3 and PSP. Uh, so there's boring. Yeah, you shut your hole. Uh, <laughs> I think our so, Twitter account was Neo Geo all day long. It was Neo Geo Day. Fuck yeah, baby. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we got the press release yesterday morning and. Uh, uh, this is pr- pretty damn cool what they're doing. Of course, we don't know. A lot of the games are actually going to have online play, etc. And I'll go down the list real quick. But um, 
10 titles to start from and really some good titles. Not all of them, but there are some great titles here. So uh, for those of you who don't know what a Neo Geo is, it is a you've probably seen it in the arcades or at uh, you know other locations where they have arcade games set up. And usually they would have multiple games you could select from, <clears throat> be it two, four, or six games. And also if you've heard of the, like, the Metal Slug series or the Fatal Fury series or King of Fighters, Samurai Showdown, those were all SNK games on the Neo Geo system. Uh, but the big thing about the Neo Geo was that it was cartridge based in the arcades, and it made it, it was a great way for arcade owners to to cheaply change out the games because they would just buy a new cartridge and throw it in there and put the signage in and everything. But the even bigger was uh, they started renting home based systems that would use that would basically use the same carts almost, but it would be the exact same game. You just didn't have to put credits in. But it started out as a rental system, and, and you would have to pay like big bucks to rent it. And people were saying, basically, I want to buy this. I don't care how much it costs. I want to buy this. So SNK decided to start selling it uh, to the home market. And pretty cost prohibitive when it came out. It was uh, the silver system, what it was called, was just the system of one joystick for 400 bucks, if I remember correctly. And uh, the gold system was uh, 600 and that came with the game. Which is funny because you didn't save any money doing that. But uh, obviously it was kind of a status thing to get the gold system, which I have the gold system. Uh, it was the exact same system and everything else. Just the box la, la, la. has a gold sticker on it. La, di, da. But the games were 200 bucks a pop. I mean, this was not a cheap system to own. And, I mean, back in the day I think I had eight games. And it's because a couple of them I got cheaper, like used, things like that. But... It was a pretty cost-prohibitive system, but it was incredible. Uh, they kept saying in all the bits, and this is in the bit wars, but this system had full scaling rotation, sprite-based backgrounds, everything else, uh, great digital sound, and um, just some truly great games. But, of course, they were all make it made for the arcades, so a lot of them didn't really have a lot didn't of have, length to them. Didn't have blast processing. Thank God for that. <laughs> Although it is funny because the Neo Geo actually has the Z80 chip in it, or is the 68000. I think it has it has one of the two chips there in the in the architecture that's also found in the Genesis, but it was it's a really low level chip in the Neo. <laughs> but the cartridges are humongous; they're about the size of. I'm trying to think of how big these things are compared to other stuff we've got. Like out there. Eight, bigger than an eight track. Oh, they're humongous! I mean, they're hu- huge cartridges with two boards in them. So it was actually a dual slot that you plug this thing into. And I bought one way back in the day, and, and I've had it ever since, and I love the, the thing to death. And the community around it's really cool, too, because um, there's a lot of mods out there now. There's actually a couple of games that were made by fans. Uh, again, very cost prohibitive. Like uh, Last Hope was like 700 bucks on a cartridge, uh, and it wasn't even that good of a game, honestly. Uh, they brought out a revised version for the, the Dreamcast for like, 60 <laughs> so and it was better on the dreamcast because they changed mm. some things on it but um some truly great stuff on this system and and uh including you know baseball stars one and two which are pretty different games uh one of the best was league bowling which is one of the launch titles so is baseball stars um actually i'll just go down the list fatal fury which of course started the whole series the really the first fighting game that you could fight on dual planes so you could actually jump to the background jump to the foreground uh, pretty interesting take on the whole Street Fighter phenomenon. <clears throat> Alpha Mission 2, which is a, a vertical shmup. And actually, if you go to the, our website and check out the story I put up, I actually have a link to the to the definition of a shmup, if anyone's interested. 
uh, Alpha Mission 2 had a lot of big power-ups and, and that you could keep upgrading, and uh, it's a vertical shmop, and very fun game, great soundtrack, too. It's, I actually own that game. I own Fatal Fury, too. Uh, King of Fighters 94, it's not as popular as 97, but it's actually one of the better King of Fighters. Again, a really fun fighting game, very Street Fighter-ish, and uh, just a great uh, part of the series. <clears throat> the original Samurai Showdown, which is another fighting game, uh, this time it was the moves were a little bit more deliberate. Very big characters. There's one character that takes up half the screen, and he's playable. Uh, and the screen would zoom in and out. Uh, very visceral as well. Like with with some of the killing shots with your samurai sword, you would just see blood flying everywhere. Very very cool series. Uh, Baseball Stars Professional, which is one of two games that got me to buy the system. Uh, great use of color. Very fun game, but again, arcade. Uh, title so that you know you just go through a progression through all the different teams, but it's it's an awesome game. Although Baseball Stars Two is a lot better, but uh, Baseball Stars is still great. <clears throat> Magician Lord, the reason I bought a Neo Geo, uh, side-scrolling action game, gorgeous graphics, and you can pick up different power-ups and you could change your character. So you start out as a magician and you would pick something up and all of a sudden you would be a ninja, or you'd be a dragon that you could breathe fire, and they all had different weapon systems. Uh, gets extremely tough. At about the middle until the end. It's it's a great platformer though. Uh, Metal Slug, the first one that started the series, kind of a contra clone. A lot of comedy involved. Great graphics, huge over the top characters. Uh, awesome, awesome game. Uh, also one of my favorites, League Bowling, which is the simplest game you'll ever find in the system, but also one of the most fun because it has a split screen, so you can play two players at once. No tournament stuff. I mean, it's just flat out. You just play one game and, and compare scores. Uh, the cool thing about League Bowling was that the cartridges had a like a headphone jack in the top of them. And you could actually take two Neo Geos, two copies of the game, and two TVs and link the games together and you could have a four-player match going on. Not very practical, but it was cool that they did that. There were uh, two or three games that did that. Riding Hero was another one I know. and I'm trying to think if there was a third. Uh, Super Sidekicks. Cool soccer series, very arcadey, but actually a great game. Animation's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Art of Fighting, probably the weakest title out of all these. It, it was cool at the time. It had uh, real-time scaling. Like, if you got close, it would scale in and make the characters humongous. Only two playable characters, though. So it's a fighting game, kind of with a, with a story to a certain extent. Uh, neat game, I, I would say that it, it seriously is probably the weakest out of all of them. Um, but uh, still a decent game. <clears throat> but I, the cool thing about this whole, uh, what they're calling it, the Neo Geo Station, is that this isn't like a PSP Minis title where you just download it and go. It's actually an application that you're going to download, and the games will actually be published inside this application. And from what it sounds like, it's acting sort of like an ad hoc party to a certain extent for online play, for full voice chat, and, and that kind of thing. So... <clears throat> um, the one downside, and, and I think this is actually kind of a big downside, uh, is that they're not cross-compatible, the PSP and the PS3 versions. So if you like a game enough and you want it on your PSP and your PS3, you have to double dip, which I think is kind of shitty. Uh, I, don't, I don't understand. Maybe it's a technical limitation with the application they're using or what, but uh, kind of crappy. Unfortunately, I will be double-dipping on two games. <laughs> but... Um, there's some really cool stuff. It's basically got a memory card manager uh, like the PS2 games, PS1 games, and the PS3. Uh, there's a site out there, actually, that I that I linked to, and it says that 
they specifically say that they plan to release games that were never given a Western release, which is awesome. Hopefully we'll see a Pole Star and a Blazing Star. Uh, you can save your, you can actually make a save state at any time in the game, which is really sweet. PS3 online play, but again, kind of what I was alluding to before, there's some SNK games on Xbox Live Arcade, and their online play sucks. Absolutely, positively suck. So I'm, I've got high hopes. Who knows how the online play is going to be, though. So, word of warning. Uh, the games that I have online all have voice chat enabled. And there's an invite system. You can invite some, somebody into your game. All kinds of cool stuff. And the one weird part was that you'll have access to the background music in any of the games that you have. And you can actually use the background music from any game in any other game. Which is just weird. <laughs> but it's neat. Well, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Very odd choice. Yeah. And you uh, you get a digital game manual for every game, which is pretty so cool. So uh, I'm extremely excited. I own a Neo Geo still. I, I have my launch system. Uh, I actually have one with a better video chip in it, too, because there's different grades that when they came out later on, the video chip wasn't as good and that kind of thing. I've had my Neo Geo modded. I have an adapter that I can use the arcade cartridges on the home system. Because the home system cards are like 200 to 400 bucks usually, whereas the arcade ones, because you don't get a fancy box and a manual and everything, um, you can get them for like 40 bucks. So I have a lot of Neo Geo games now. Uh, eBay is, is rife with them. So uh, uh, I'm very excited. Just to, I'll, I'll, There's a couple I want on the PS3 for sure because I want to have them on that jukebox. But I'll probably go pretty buck wild on the PSP on these. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> December 21st is going to be a really busy day. Yeah. Lots of stuff. But, you know, one one little caveat, because I was talking to Mr. Rubenstein over at Sony, and uh, apparently these are still in QA here in the U.S. So officially, quote-unquote, these have not passed QA, and there's still that slight chance that something happens that they don't get released on the 21st. So it's probably not a problem, but just keep yourself aware that if it gets delayed, there is that possibility. Oh, goodness, what will I do? <laughs> I'll play my Neo Geo on my big TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So very cool. And and like I said, there's so much. It was kind of funny during lunch and everything at work. I wrote up a huge... I don't even know where I got all this from. My God, this is... Yeah, I wrote a lot. So go check yeah, it out. I, get a little, I was. I was just freaking <laughs> out. And we know the PR guy pretty well, too. So uh, uh, we'll definitely have as much coverage as possible. But... Very exciting. Now, Hudson just needs to get off their ass, get their thumb out of their ass, and get those PC Engine slash Graphics games out over here. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuckers. <laughs> I, I mean, I love you, Hudson. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Laura, Laura Croft. What? Um, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> did I just nod off? Damn cold medicine. <laughs> I did, but I'm back. Uh... Square Enix is now teasing a reboot of the Tomb Raider series. Again. And from the little picture they've shown us, Lara Croft is a dirty, dirty girl. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not too thrilled with the, the model. I don't think she's all that hot. And for me, Lara Croft is all about the hot, kicking ass chick. But whatever. All right. So the idea is that... <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck the game. Look at the model. <laughs> but did exactly. you see her ass move when she climbed that mountain? You know? no, That's the whole that. point of the game. Yeah. Um, no, it looks like they're they're pl- 
planning on going back to do a new origin story and again try to set the whole game in the past uh, with a younger Laura Croft. So, yeah. Ooh, maybe she'll be in that uh, that college phase where she's experimenting with things. Well, that's really what I'm hoping for. You know, maybe we could have a crossover <laughs> with Leisure Suit Larry, get a good reboot there. <laughs> you know, that's right. Nobody's looking. Know. Nobody's looking. No, you can. Nah, you could never yeah. get someone as hot as Lara Croft. <laughs> she's she's out of his league. Okay, now kiss. <laughs> well, he's always aiming for that, though. That's the whole point. <laughs> well, the only the thing... wrong hole. That basket. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing we know so far is that uh, Lara, young Lara Croft has been washed ashore on an unknown beach after a storm leaves her shipwrecked. N- nude beach? I hope so. Then you wouldn't be saying see. you don't like the model. But see, if she's shipwrecked, and she's washed ashore on a beach. That usually means all her clothes were ripped off in the ocean. That's a shame. That <laughs> um, is a shame. Well, you know, so. she had to fight off that shark with her wet jeans, and they just got all torn up. So, Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so wow. who knows? We'll see. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, the Tomb Raider games, uh, they've become kind of like Sonic, you know? Like, the, the early ones were good, and then they've kind of been going downhill for the most part. Uh, you get a decent one here and there, but... Yeah, yeah. and they're going to try to reboot with the younger Lara Croft, and eh, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I'm sure Revy will be all over it. I'll be getting messages. Ah, Lara Croft! Giggity, giggity! <laughs> <laughs> no release date. Yeah. All right, who put this next one up? Because I, I heard rumblings about this but i didn't hear hear the uh entire story well joel has uh has the next one so aha get on it Uh, that's right well just like uh square enix buying idos and sort of kind of merging brands we've got ign and gamestop combining their online content and media sites so it's not a business merger by I mean, it's not two companies forming one company. It's just them leveraging each other's media. So basically, GameStop on their website will have all sorts of hooks into IGN. GameStop will advertise all over IGN, and it'll just kind of cross-pollinate each other. And I think most importantly to these, these, big, these big folks is the fact that they're combining uh, viewers or unique, unique web hits. So GameStop gets 7.2 million monthly uniques whereas uh, ign gets 28.9 so theoretically they'll get 35 million so i think they're just making each other more viable through this leveraging partnership it's like an (laughs) anti-voltron it's kind of interesting you know i don't uh doesn't mean a whole lot really i mean it's just you're just going to see each other's logos all over each other's sites Hmm. but interesting uh business partners didn't see this one coming It'll be interesting to see how they actually do it. I mean, if I'm sure they'll have GameStop links right on IGN. Oh, if you want to buy this game, go to GameStop and buy it. Exactly. That kind of stuff. Yeah. And on GameStop, go to GameStop like, and buy it used. Well, GameStop will have like IGN videos showing stuff for the games that they're selling. Reviews, yeah. previews, things like that. Yeah. Forza Three is going to sell a ton. <laughs> well, it is the. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right. Uh, oh, this last one. Pretty cool. This came out today. And uh, perfect fit in my mind. Uh, Kratos, our buddy from the God of War series, is going to guest in the new Mortal Kombat game. Pretty badass. Of course, I'm sure that's only on the PS3 version. Uh, I think it would be hilarious if it was on the 360 no. version as well. But, uh, it should be on both. Yeah. It was kind of funny because <laughs> Jaffe was joking today and we took him serious. He goes, wait, so on the PS3 version I can get Kratos and on the 360 version I can get Blinks the Cat. Which one should I go for? And everybody's like, what? They're doing Blinks? What the hell? <laughs> People are so gullible. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, what do they really have to put in there besides the Gears guys or, or Master Chief? They don't really have... Because Microsoft doesn't do any of their own development, essentially. It's... it's Dude. They have a lot of choices. Banjo-Kazooie. Actually, Banjo was brought up, but can you see Banjo <laughs> in a fighting game like Mortal Kombat? <laughs> Hell yeah. Exactly. That little bird on his back will peck your eyes out if you're not Ooh. paying attention. Hey, Get over like... here! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, either that, I either want to see that, or Alan Wake. Alan <laughs> Wake shines his flashlight. Ah! Yeah. ah! <laughs> <laughs> that well, game still scares the crap out of me. Well, that's what it's supposed to do, so obviously they're doing a good job. Maybe Cameo. I mean, come on, that should be a great fighting game edition. But Cameo was on the um, PS3, or on the PS2 as well. What? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Really? Which one's the one with the big... With the big mallet. Wasn't that cameo? No, that wasn't cameo. That was... Um, I don't know. Oh, because they were showing off the Xbox so much with that game where she had that big ma- malice, isn't it? Where she had that big mallet and it was supposed to be Gwen Stefani's voice. And then like six months later, oh, by the way, it's coming to PS2 as well and we have more effects. No, I don't I think know. It, I think it was called that, Malice. No. Sorry, I, I got him confused. <clears throat> I don't remember. Blame Dayquil. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Damn Dayquil. Damn you. Uh, now I think this is pretty cool. And and, I mean, I think some people kind of expected some stuff like this, but, uh, there's also 10 other characters that, uh, accidentally got revealed. A lot of the, the classics from the series, you know, Noob Saibot, uh, Striker. I'm just doing these from, from memory, uh, uh, Sindal or whatever. And I almost did Silrain. (laughs) Um, it's a blast from the past. Yeah. But, uh, I'm really excited for this game. I've, I've been a, you know, of course, I think that this, the series did its best with Mortal Kombat 2, but I'm uh, very excited for this one. I, I liked what I saw at PAX. It was still pretty early, and there's some cool stuff coming. They're they're really going over the top with this one. There's also, I don't know if you guys heard this, this other little Kratos tidbit that came out. Apparently, after his appearance in this game, he's going to be in another game, a Square Enix game, where he washes ashore and lands on a beach with some half-naked broad who apparently is the origin story <laughs> so i'm really looking forward to that one because i think the he's a busy guy he is a busy guy <laughs> i'm waiting to see him in sports champions too there you go <laughs> take that golf dude on <laughs> <laughs> you will be my bitch in frolf <laughs> mother <laughs> oh shit all right. Uh, you know what? I'll do what we're playing because I have barely anything in here because it's pretty much been Gran Turismo 5 all week. Uh, so that uh, – oh, damn it. I don't have taps loaded up here. But uh, Killzone 3 beta, I played some more of that because I had to get some more footage. And, uh, yeah, it ended today. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> damn it. 
<laughs> Can't you still play with bots or something, or is that not true? I don't know. I heard that ah, somewhere. Fuck bots. I hate bots. Now I can finally play. All you bastards I like are bots. Gone. They don't talk back. <laughs> <laughs> they don't teabag unless that's in the AI now. Uh, <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> uh, went back to Black Ops. Actually, got up to level forty-five uh, in a couple of days. Still having fun with that, and uh, I'll probably, be, I'll definitely do the review next week. Finally, I, I would have done it this week, but I don't even know if I'm going to get through the Grand Turismo 5 one with this voice, so I'm going to hold off for next week on that one. And then uh, went out and bought the keyboard for Rock Band 3 and played the shit out of that. Uh, uh. Yeah. I, I'm still easing into it. It's been a long time since I've played anything. It's actually kind of different because you're not reading music anymore and all that, but yeah, yeah, I, uh, I really like it. I, I really like what they're doing, and... Um, Getting getting the chords down, that kind of thing, and just getting my fingers kind of limbered up for it. So getting ready for the Billy Joel stuff in a couple months. Uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> damn. I oh now I'm a touring band too, so I got my van. Woo! Nice. Yeah. Awesome. What a great game though. And now all the Queen stuff's coming out this coming week. Oh, uh, it's all the enhanced stuff for the Queen pack and some other great stuff. So. And uh, Guitar Hero, Warriors of Rock, got a 90s pack with, like, Goo Goo Dolls. That makes sense. Because when I think hard-hitting guitar riffs, I think Goo Goo Dolls. And I don't want the world <laughs> oh, to see me. <laughs> I oh, just, their every fans time hate I, them for doing that song. Every time I hear that song, all I can think of was... When that came out, Howard Stern was all over it and talking about how it was the gayest song ever. So he he actually got them to come in and play it live. Yeah. And he had a gay dance party oh my on God. the air where they all dressed up as either sailors or dudes in thongs. And he actually got Jon Stewart to come in. Jon Stewart was dressed as a sailor. Oh, my God. And was dancing. They had like this huge gay dance party with a bunch of gay men. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so freaking funny. <laughs> and the band was all cool about it. They're like, we get it. You know, whatever. It's, it's publicity for us. And it was for one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, what was that? That angel one. Um, Nicholas Cage and Meg Ryan. By the oh, end of the movie, yeah. I, I was City watching of it with Angels. A, yeah, yeah. City of Angels. By the, by about, Half an hour before the the movie was done, my my friend came over and watched it with me one night, and we were both just yelling at the TV, "Die already, you stupid bitch!" <laughs> it was oh well, god, that movie's terrible. That was a remake of I think a French movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah. If the French movie was that bad, I can. Oh my man! Oh, that movie sucked. <laughs> the Goo Goo Dolls. The Goo Goo Dolls are the only band in the '90s that made the Gin Blossoms look good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. Man, the Goo Goo Dolls suck. Well, it's funny because they didn't do any music like that before that song. They were actually... Yeah. Weren't they like kind of close to... I want to say ska, but that's not right. Um, their first album no, was, was they were, sort of punk. Their very yeah, first yeah, album. It was, was actually thinking. pretty good, but then they, they started were more... blowing people or something. I don't know what the hell happened. But <laughs> oh, my God! The, the gay party is very appropriate. <laughs> very appropriate. <laughs> It was it was more of a like an alternative rock type band because when I was at school in DC um there was like a really cool alt rock station down there probably one of the it had been around forever um 
and they played some of the Goo Goo Dolls stuff. And I mentioned it to a friend of mine who was in college in Buffalo, and he was like, oh, oh, God. Those fucking guys, because they're from Buffalo. <laughs> I fucking hate those guys. <laughs> Embarrass the whole city. Way to go, uh, Goo Goo Dolls. I was like, but, but, you know, they've got like a couple decent songs that I was hearing. And then, you know, a couple years later, they, they had that hit, and that's the way they went. They're like, okay, money. You know? Yeah, I mean, you can't. Uh, uh, well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, well, see. Like, this is going to get me off on a music thing, but... It's blowing the devil. Like, Liz Fair... <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Liz Fair was one of my favorite musicians. Her first album was amazing. Her, her first solo effort that yeah. she did that wasn't even really released was amazing. But then her first actual album that was released was amazing. Her second album was pretty good. Then it kind of went downhill. She disappeared for a little while. And then she was like, you know what? I just want to, I want to make money. I want to be famous. And she got the producers who had done all the Christina Aguilera and all that stuff. And they wrote some stuff for her and she became like pop. Yeah. And I was like, do what? But why? Still not, so that's why? Right. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, I agree. why? Uh, it's a shame. I mean, I get it. Money, but, oh, fuck. <laughs> it just hurts. Let's just go for gold. And you guys got any Brian Adams stories you want to share? <laughs> Everything I do, I do for you guys. <laughs> hey, he was he was a rocker until yeah. He said, "Oh, I can make money just doing sappy movie ballads for every freaking movie that comes out." And, the Canadian yeah, government has apologized for Brian Adams on many occasions, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap! Where the hell were we? Oh, I think that's all. I, I I'm sure I. <laughs> I know I played something else. I just can't think of what the hell it is. And uh, it's been... I'll do the, I'm doing the review later, but my God, did I play... Oh, Gran Turismo 4, actually. I went back and played GT4 and went through some of the uh, A-Spec stuff on there, too. Uh, just to kind of do a comparison with 5 and find out what all the, uh, all the uh, paranoid ar- alarmists are talking about. And, yeah, they're baseless. So that's about, I, I'm, I'll stop there. What the hell? No more kills on three. All right, then. I should go next because I'm going to do the review. The first review. Uh, it is... All right. I played Tiger Woods 11. Nice. Yeah. Didn't use the move. I was laying in bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you should have <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's cool. You know, I, I decided I should actually kind of start playing that a little bit and build my golfer up. Yeah. Um, I heard in Connect. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you don't even need your golf club in that one. You can be very. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You can kick it like Continue. Judge Smales. Yeah, went to rules. Yeah. Doody, doody. Spalding, don't touch it. <laughs> I want a hamburger. No, I want a hot dog. You'll get nothing like it. You'll get nothing and like it. <laughs> God, here we go for an hour. Oh, man. Holy Sorry. crap. Yeah, we got to stop that. <laughs> um, yeah, a little uh, man-ferismo jive. Uh. Um, played that for a little bit. Uh, I tried some of the beast back. Um, yeah, I need to kind of figure that out. Because I'm just telling the guy, go faster, go faster. 
<laughs> all right. Go the same speed. No, you're falling behind. Go faster. <laughs> he gets all flustered. And, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, some crazy taxi on the Dreamcast, ah. PS2, and PS3. Nice. Which was important for the review. I think so. so yeah. I think it was very important for the review. We'll, we'll discuss that later. And discuss. Right. Um, so then, yeah, I was waiting for you, Glenn, uh, but you were too busy, like, zombie down on Gran Turismo. And you could have messaged me. I would have I would have quit. Yeah, well, you know, I gave you, I figured I'd, oh, well, I'll give him time. He'll, he'll, he'll probably end What was soon. that, Saturday then, where I just, like, hunkered yeah. down? Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Because I figured I'd give you some time, and then like an hour later, you were still playing. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll, I was I'll keep so doing what I'm fun. doing. I was an hour s- later, you were still playing, and then eventually you were offline. I was like, all right. <laughs> I was having so much fun in Gran Turismo. <laughs> um, I so I jumped mental. into Rock Band 3 on my own ah. and just played that for a while. Um, I did some keyboard... I, I really need to do mo- more tutorials on that because I really don't know keyboards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I'm trying to do the pro mode because I don't want to do, like, the fake rock band keys and then try to learn the pro mode. You know, I yeah. think that'll screw me up. Um, but even pro mode on super easy, I was having all kinds of problems with. Well, it's, I mean, it's different. If you've even been playing keyboards, it's still different because... I actually could read music. I don't know if I can anymore, but back when I was playing, I could read music, and and that's kind of how I played. But you also have to learn some some techniques, like you can bring your thumb underneath to your pinky, and if you need to roll over, that kind of thing. So there's technique to learn, and and you just kind of have to get in the right mindset. And it, and it's so much different than playing drums, guitar, or anything else. It, it's because you've got yeah. all these notes on the screen now, and and. You've really got to move around a lot. And with it sliding back and forth, I mean, it, it's a little confusing, but uh, I think they've done just a bang-up job with it so far. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I played that for a little while. And the funny thing is, at the end of the night, like I played that, and then I played some SingStar, uh, and I shut everything down, and the next morning I'm looking at Twitter, and uh, somebody... Somebody over in Europe who desperately wants to be on a friends list. <laughs> he was uh, bugging me that tweeted, day too. Had tweeted me the night before, like, "Hey, you want to play some SingStar?" Yeah, my voice was <laughs> I, so shot, and I couldn't play him. And I'm like, "Sorry, dude." I didn't even see it until the next day, or I would have. I was like, "Oh, oh." <laughs> you suck. Um, yeah. Uh, a lot of Pac-Man Championship Edition DX. Oh yeah, put that too. I got through all the boards Ooh. at least once. So, Ooh. no, no, no. I mean, we I have. I did play it quite a bit. I just I finally I went through all the all the boards to open them all up. Yep. Well, we have a bit of a score chase from hell going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting involved in that one. <laughs> um, we're playing Championship Two. Which is the first board? Uh, five minute score chase, score attack. And at the moment, I'm in the lead with 160 or 1.6 million something. Uh, I'm in the top 500, so you could actually see my replay, which is pretty sweet. Um, hmm. 
But yes, at the moment, I'm at the top of the list. Uh, top of the list of our little score chase that's going on. Hmm. Um, so who's I involved in the score chase? Yeah, who's all involved? Uh, me and Joel, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. Who else? <laughs> and uh, Dave from Philly. Uh, who, yeah, he's he's my bitch right now. <laughs> oh, wait, isn't he the one that pushed out and didn't come see us at the PlayStation blog meetup at E3? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. would be that would so be. So if him. he's your yeah. bitch, what am I? Your cat? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's at like one point four, and I'm at like one point one. And what what I've thoroughly been enjoying up until one point six, I'm now starting to get really fucking pissed off about. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I gotta watch your video, and and Glenn, you were right. It's all patterns. Yeah, it was wrong. But you yep. know what? But really, that's what all of Pac-Man has always been. The original Pac-Man arcade game, I have a pattern. And with that pattern, I can crank out the high scores. It's always been about patterns, you know? Okay, Billy Mitchell. Well, dude, it is. <laughs> that's what Pac-Man is. It's about patterns, you know? And sure. this one more so. And this one is very specific on the patterns. And really, it comes down to, like I said before... You you can know exactly what you have to do. It's can you actually pull that off at those high speeds? And if you watch my video, you'll see, like, as I get later in the game, like around three or four minutes, I screw up left and right. And I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, oh, man, I am not going to get a good score. I am not going to. And I was able to get through one way or another. I mean, you you can't die and you can't use a bomb. Not if you one. do either of those things, you're never going to get that high score. You're never going to get up past, you know, 1.2 maybe. See, I got through the whole thing without using either the or dying or using bombs, and I didn't crack a million, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem, my problem is, is that I'm so formulaic in how I play a Pac-Man game that I see dots on the other side, and I just have to go get them, you know. So I'll go across yeah. half the half the board. Just to eat like eight dots so that I open up the fruit for the other side. And I lose so much time doing all that. That's why I just, yeah. Yeah. Well, the best thing to do is really just watch, even watch the number one and see what he does. And you'll see the early patterns and you'll be like, okay, you know, I kind of get it. But, you know, then can you do it? (laughs) That's really the trick. I'll have to watch that because I think I got, I've got some good patterns down, but they're just not getting to me to where I need to go. And I, I think I may be missing a turn or doing something wrong. There's got to be. Yeah. I've, I, it's not without trying. I was joking before. I mean, yeah, I'm, I've been playing the hell out of that game, and I just can't get over 1.1 million. Sure. So I'm missing something for sure. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, like, I had my patterns, and I was doing pretty well, and I was getting into, like, 1.3, 1.4 million. I was like, all right, this is good. And then I watched the number one video, and at one point, he skips uh, a whole bunch of ghosts. Hmm. He cuts down on the angle and cuts the pattern. And I watched it and I went, oh, shit. He just skipped all those. And then I I saw how he got farther into it. And when you get just that much more time and you get just that much farther, you hit the next point where you're going to crank through a chain of ghosts. And that's where the scores crank. So really, it's also about doing the right pattern 
to get as far as you can before the five minutes runs out and hit those hit those major spots where you crank through like a hundred of them at once. And that's where all the points come in. So yeah, there are some tricks to it. I mean, it, just watch that, watch that number one video and you'll get some ideas on, on where to go and how to do it. But sounds like a lot of work. That's not really, <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> it's, it's a workout dollars and get 1.5 million. <laughs> It's a workout for your thumbs, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I will say? Because um, I went back, you know, you'll open up the original Pac-Man CE from, you know, the yep. one that was on the 360. This new one's way better. It is. It, it's it's yeah. so much more put together and there's more logic to it. That I, it, And that really helped me kind of understand all that. So uh, it, it's good that they included that. It's, it's still a great game. and and But... Yep. It just it didn't have that that pull that this new one does. So yeah, uh, well, I played the hell out of that, I and mean, that was one of the reasons I bought a 360 in the first place. Sure, was because it had Pac-Man Championship Edition, and it looked amazing, and it was this great update, and it's it's an awesome game. This one blows its doors off. It really does, um, and it's you know it's on both consoles, and that's that's awesome. Um, I like it on the PS3 for the stick. I've, I've actually been talking about picking it up on the 360 just for leaderboards and more score chasing on that oh side God. as well. You have a problem. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I love Pac-Man. <laughs> uh, Obviously. Yeah. So, and the only other game I've been playing... And I know Joel wanted to hear about this, is Monopoly Streets. Ah, yes. 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 Uh, I've had it sitting there for a while, and I decided... Actually, I was going to play James Bond Bloodstone the other night, and got into some Pac-Man again. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, "Ah, I just need something quick. Uh, Monopoly Streets, I'll just check that out. And yeah, it's Monopoly, and I'm a bit of a Monopoly nut. Too, so. Yeah, you were on that shit all last night. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> and I've got almost half the trophies already. I could potentially get a, a platinum in this. <laughs> um, the trophies aren't terribly hard to get. Um, there's some online ones that I don't know if I'll ever pick up, but it's good. It's really good. Um, I, I might actually do a full review of it next week or the week after if I can get some more time into it. Uh, it's similar in a way to the minis title where you've got, you know, the original board you start out with, and then you've got a whole bunch of boards you can unlock. Okay. Hmm, In this one, you start off on like the full 3d board and you're walking the streets and everything, but the original (laughs) board is available. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's when you're down by Baltic and Mediterranean. (laughs) Um, but, uh, it also has the original board available as well. And your characters are running around on that original board. And if you look through all that's available to unlock, it's a lot of the same boards that are in the minis title. So they're all there, but then it has like two or three 3d boards that you can go through. I thought the Um, whole game was in 3d a little misleading on the packaging there. Yeah. Well, it is in 3d, but the difference is, you know, you have a full 3D city to run around 
basically once around this big gigantic block, you know, the board. Or you've got the regular Monopoly boards down on the table and all your little 3D characters are down there running around and doing their thing on those little boards. Hmm. So it can be done either way, you know, whichever way you want to play it. Uh, There's a million options in it for setting up all your different rule sets, however you want. Um, uh, Online, I haven't tried at all. The, The 3D stuff where you're running around the city, it's really neat. Uh, it does bog the game down though. It makes it take so much longer to get through a game. Uh, uh, you can skip the animations if you want. You can set that, uh, you know, if you don't like it, you can just in the options, just say, skip all the animations and it'll just blow through all that stuff. Sure. Uh, the animations are kind of funny. Uh, it's got basic voice work where they're just kind of, <laughs> you know, and they're making all these weird noises and giggling and doing their thing. Um, although the one, uh, there's this hick, you know, they're all, they're, they're basically set up for whatever the pieces are. You know, if you have the ship, you're like the sailor guy. Uh, if you have the dog, you're this lady with the sunglasses walking her dog. Um, and there's a wheelbarrow and you're this, this hick farmer girl <laughs> with a dead body in it and you're rolling <laughs> around town. Well, the weird thing is, I think she's saying, okay, or she's saying K at times, mm. but it sounds like she's saying gay, <laughs> you know? And when I first heard, I was like, did she just, no, she didn't just say that. And and I would kind of give it the benefit of the doubt and say that's not what she's saying. But when I land on Community Chest, the first time I landed on Community Chest, uh, Mr. Monopoly or Rich Uncle Pennybags to all you purists <laughs> out there, uh, he comes running onto the screen and he goes, um, are these the um, test results you were looking for? What? <laughs> Yeah, what? that's what I, I was like. Whoa, wait, what? <laughs> You're still talking about Monopoly, right? <laughs> and then he hands you your community chess card. I mean, most of the time it's, oh, I hope it's nothing bad, or <laughs> uh, you've got this letter from the bank, or things like that. You know, they've got a couple of phrases, but the thing about the test results is in there. And I'm like, what the? F- where did that come from? Isn't there an insurance spot on the board? Isn't it like a medical thing? Uh, oh, maybe, yeah, no, on the, no, on the community chest cards. And then, oh. No, not on the board. Yeah, one of the, one of the cards is... The hospital bill. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, yeah. I think yeah. they should have the, uh, the Family Guy song, You've got the AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Um, it's kind of neat, though. Like, the 3D stuff is, is really neat to play through. I, I actually did play through it, and I had, I left the animations on. If you leave the animations on, you can even hit a button and force them to, to jump through it real quick. Mm. Um, but it's neat to see some of them. And, you know, the top hat is like a little kid, and it falls off his head, and it's being blown away by the wind, and he chases it down to the next, you know, to whatever space he's going to. Oh, that's adorable. Um, Oh, yeah, it really is. Uh, <laughs> but it's neat seeing the properties. 
when you get to them and seeing them build up with houses and hotels and things and the way they animate them and the way they they design them and and all that stuff. So Mm. it is fun for, for a monopoly fan. It's a fun game. You're forced to play four players all the time, Mm. at least as far as I can tell you jump into a game. It says play monopoly now and you have yourself and you're always player one. Like you can't put in a name for yourself. You just are player one. Um, but then you have your choice of three other players. You can't turn them off. As far as I can tell, you can just choose human or easy, medium or hard AI for each of them. So actually that's one other thing. The auctions are really, really cool because when they do the auctions, it's, it's at a madcap pace. They give you like 15 seconds or so, 15, 20 seconds, and everybody's cranking their... You just have these like little, like a little graph, and you push the stick up, and you hit X to jump by 10, and you're, you're cranking up the money that you, you want to put up, and you can see everybody raising, raising, lowering, raising, lowering, and, and it's all over the place. And it gets really hectic, and you have to really be careful because you could get screwed <laughs> on, <laughs> you know, if you're not careful and you're like, I didn't want that. <laughs> um, but you can really go up and down there with the auctions, and it makes it a lot more interesting, I think, um, than any other... Uh, computerized Monopoly games I've played and the way they handle auctions. And unfortunately, since this is Josh, we won't hear anything about the online play. No, we will next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, um, I, if I get more time to it, and I, I will definitely play online, but if I get more time to it, I will definitely do a review of it either next week or the week after. Because uh, I think it's one of those games that it just kind of is getting ignored by everybody. Um, mm. But for a fan of the game, what I've played so far, it, it is actually a lot of fun. And it's probably worthwhile for for fans. So, cool. yeah. We'll have That's, to try and hook up because I want to play it online too. Yeah, definitely. I'll yeah. be playing mm-hmm. Gran Turismo 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what? so that's my impressions so far. All right. Joel? Are you done, Josh? Yes, I am. That was my last one. Okay. (laughs) Fuck them. Go ahead, Joel. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, I I guess as is typical with me, this is sort of becoming a pattern for me. I'm I'm tending to go backwards with my gaming. (laughs) I'm playing games like from six months ago rather than playing all the new ones. And this week is no different. So uh, last week and the couple of weeks prior, I've been talking about God of, God of War 3 and uh, still playing a little bit of that. But I also picked up and finally started playing a game I've been waiting and kind of yearning to play, Red Dead Redemption. Nice. Finally started playing that this last week. And, man, I'm uh, I'm fully into that hook, line, and sinker. That yeah. game just grabs you and yanks you right into its world. You know, Yeah, it's it's Grand Theft Auto in the, in the Wild West, but just the way the story, the characters, the voice acting – kind of pulls you right in and the gameplay is not too shabby either so well plus you don't have to worry about running into other cars and shit <laughs> yeah now you just run into other people yeah and but- boy do they animate funny when you run into them like, <laughs> oh shit they're like falling over for 20 feet like <laughs> but I, I think that's why i enjoy that one more than any gta game i've ever played is that you're not if you're running from somebody 
you can go off the trail. You might get you know attacked by a coyote or something, but you can go off the trail, and you're not worried about running into other cars and under in, into buildings and stuff like that. It's it's when they say free roaming, you're I mean you have this huge prairie, you know, and all this great scenery. That's what I really like about it. Yeah, like the world is just humongous. Oh yeah, God. that's bad for someone like me. <laughs> Jeez, you can steal a jet and oh wait, wrong game. <laughs> well, Game Informer recently uh, had an article. It was a cover story, I think, where they listed top characters of this generation of games, and they listed this guy, uh, John Marston, the main character, as the biggest character of this generation. Yeah. So I mean that that piqued my interest. I haven't played enough of it to confirm or deny or, or agree or disagree with their opinion, but he definitely is a strong character and he, I could see where he's certainly would be in the running, but just especially the way it's voice acted. I don't know who's doing that, that voice acting off. I should look into that, but he's like a, it's a, a good perfect job. voice. Yeah. And he's, he hasn't really done a lot that you've known about. He's, I think he did like some soap operas and yeah, I was initially convinced it was, uh, uh, what's his name? Gans from 48 hours. Right. Dexter's father. Uh, that dude. Come on, you can do it. Uh, Come on, he, um, he was raiding in the second Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, I'm looking him up right now. I know that dude. It's that dude. It's it's that James... Yeah, see, I would never know his actual name. James Remar? Yeah, James Remar. Yeah, I would never know him by his actual name. I just always know him as Gans from 48 Hours. Hell yeah. <laughs> I got the money. <laughs> I got your gun. (laughs) I got everything. (laughs) (laughs) Love that guy. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And in the Warriors. Yep. Uh, Definitely. And Galactica. Dude, he's been in some great stuff. Indeed. He has. And Sex in the City. Oh, no. All right. Whoa, wait, what? Well, you might have that. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So he's not in this game, but this game is still pretty good. So... Right? Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I no, it's, it's not him. I, I was sure it was him, but it's not him. Sounds like him, though. I want to keep playing this, because this is on our uh, nominated Games of the Year list also, obviously, Indeed. as I'm sure it's on, on many people's. So put more time into that. Also, like I said, God of War 3. Played some God of War Ghost of Sparta. Nice. Finally. Yeah, so mm-hmm. put that into the PSP. Another uh, Game of the Year candidate that I have been anxious to get my hands on. And last but not least... Josh, you asshole. Pac-Man Championship Edition <laughs> DX. Ask my wife, dude. She, I'm like, Josh, that motherfucker. I'm down here cussing. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm, actually, I'm cussing at the game. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> as soon as I realized that I had to learn all the patterns, I'm like, god damn it. I thought it was, you know, I, I'm sorry, maybe I'm naive. I didn't realize that. I mean, yeah, I know Pac-Man has patterns, but I didn't ever sit down to learn every single freaking pattern until I started playing this game. And in order to get some of those scores, you literally have to know the ins and outs of, I mean, just playing the first board, you've got to learn every pattern within there and kind of put them all together. So, Well, yeah, but the good thing is, at least for this score chase thing, we're focused on that one board. You know, I have completely neglected the others, and I, I don't know the patterns really well for any of the others at this point. Um, which is why I'm thinking, you know, after a couple of weeks, we should switch over to a different board entirely and then see who can, because then we really have to start from scratch, all of us almost at that point, you know, good idea, whatever nerd. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, I tried out Voodoo last night for the first time. Nice. Got my free, my free code. Uh, Inception just came out. I oh, saw it in the theater. Oh, figured don't what the speak hell of that. I'm not going to spoil it. Nothing like that. Spoilers. But uh, watch that through Voodoo with my free code. You know, and I kind of like the way you just put, no credit card required. I don't know if we mentioned that last time, but it's just a straight email address and you are in. They give yep. you a, a, they give you a credit right, wow. to your, right to your account. You don't really, it's cool. seamless. And you just pick a movie. So I watched Inception for free. Very cool. Not a bad, not a bad deal. I might need to do that. Yep. In HD and uh, digital surround. So you can hear that soundtrack. <laughs> what is that, Koyana Skatsu? <laughs> Wait till you'll see it. You'll know what I mean. All right. <laughs> Good movie. Hmm. That's it. All right. Well, uh, let's take our break. When we come back, we'll have the Crazy Taxi review, my Grand Trismo 5 review, and a buttload of emails and a couple voicemails. back and it's time for the eagerly anticipated by at least three of you Sega nuts out there for uh, Joss's review of Crazy Taxi for the PSN. Take it away Sega boy! Sega! You bastard. Alright. <laughs> uh, Crazy Taxi. Now, we should all know what it is at this point but if you don't, it was originally an arcade game from Sega and it was released in the arcades in 1999. It came to the Dreamcast in 2000, and then the PS2 and GameCube in 2001, and Windows in 2002. Mm-hmm. Uh, this version is based off that Windows port. Uh, so the way the game works, you're a cab driver, you pick from a couple different drivers, you pick people up, you get them to their destination as quick as you possibly can. And you get more money for near misses and oncoming traffic and stunts because there's ramps set up and things like that. And you get your bigger fare for getting them to their destination quicker. So in the arcade, you'd start with a minute on the clock and you get time bonuses for quick fares. Uh, But you quickly run out of time, of course, because it's only a minute and you'd have to pump more quarters into the game. Because, right. you know, it's an arcade game and money, money, money. <laughs> the cool thing with the home versions, and including this one, is that you can choose the original arcade rules uh, three minutes, five minutes, or ten minutes. 
And there's also a mode called Original, which always confused the hell out of me. Um, <laughs> but I guess they meant this is an original mode for this game. Uh, it basically gives you an entirely new city to play around in, a new uh-huh. map. Um, and there's also a thing called Crazy Box, which is a series of skill tests that you can run through. <laughs> um so, yeah, <laughs> crazy box. Yeah. Um, so to rack up the really high scores, you you have to learn the crazy dash and the crazy drift moves, and you pull those off. You pull off the dash by letting go of the acceleration and brake, and you shift into drive and immediately hit the gas. Now we had talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and we were all having problems pulling this off, and that was one of our complaints about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, this past week I went back and I played the Dreamcast title for about 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, played the, and finished that. I immediately put the PS2 title in, played that for about 20, 30 minutes, and then immediately went back to the PSN version here. Okay. And guess what? (laughs) Suddenly the crazy drift and the crazy dash were much, much easier to pull off. Hmm. It's a practice thing. That's all it is. Okay. I, I can pull it off now just as well as I could in the Dreamcast version. And I have no complaints about the controls anymore. All right. It, it's really something that, you know, the game plays and feels much more like the other versions than I had remembered it. And it's got online leaderboards as well, which are really kind of cool for score chasing, you know, if you want to get into that in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, the other issue that I initially had was pop in and it seemed much, much worse than I remembered it. Wrong. Exactly. (laughs) I told you that back then that there's a lot of pop in in the arcade one and everything. Well, after playing the other two, I'd say it's almost on par with the Dreamcast version. The PS2 version was worse. So it kind of falls sort of between the two. Um, but it's much closer to the Dreamcast version in terms of pop-in. Uh, graphically, uh, the Dreamcast version was the best-looking home version initially. Um, the PS2, man, it's much less vibrant and less sharp all around. It just it looked dull. Yeah. Um, this version is actually widescreen, um, but nothing has really been added to the picture. And I noticed that immediately. Like, I didn't notice it when I first played it, but I noticed it when jumping from one to the next to the next. All they did was stretch out the screen. Right. So, you know, there's nothing new about it. It's just stretched out. But it looks really, really sharp and bright. And it looks as good as or better than the Dreamcast version. Uh, just in terms of colors and... And style and everything else. I mean, it's the same game. You know, it's it's still the same arcade game that it always was. They didn't really go out and upgrade textures and things like that and make it all fancy. It's, you know, it's the arcade game. And it's an old arcade game. Right. So, so be, be aware of that. Um, now, the two biggest differences in this game uh, from the originals, and really part of what made Crazy Taxi what it is are completely gone due to licensing issues. And we've talked about this too. Yeah. You know, the, 
Yeah. Now, a big part of the game was the inclusion of real-world destinations, which would be Kentucky Fried Chicken, Tower Records, Pizza, Pizza Hut, Hut uh, Fila, and Levi's, I think, were all of them. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they're gone in this version, and they've been replaced with generic things like Pizza Shop and Record Store. Uh and that sucks. That it really yeah. that that rips a lot out of the game. Um just from a nostalgia standpoint. But you know, if you've never played the game before, you'd never notice it. But you know, if you're a fan of Crazy Taxi, it hurts missing that. And that's really the bigger of the two issues. You know, our second issue was the soundtrack. And the original soundtrack was just a couple of songs from The Offspring and Bad Religion. Right. And when I say a couple, I mean like four. <laughs> yeah. And it just kept because repeating. I played it. It's an arcade game, so it's not really meant yeah. to... You're not meant to sit there for hours and hours playing it, even though when I got my Dreamcast, that's what I did with Crazy Taxi. My buddy Travis and I just kept going back and forth to see you could get a better score in five-minute period. Yeah. And it is. It's it's like two songs from The Offspring and two songs from Bad Religion. Yep. Well, that's been replaced in this version by somewhat generic, kind of forgettable music. Um, but you know what? Doesn't really matter. Because you can do custom soundtracks in this. Indeed. All you have to do is hit the PS button, go over to the music thing in your XMB, and pick a song. Pick a Bad Religion song. Pick an Offspring song. You know? Go nuts. <laughs> it's it's as simple as that. So I really can't dock it for, for not having the music. I mean, I, I get the licensing thing. We've lost the locations. We've lost the music. But you have custom soundtracks, so you can get the music right back. That That's not even an issue at this point. So really what it comes down to is you have a solid port of the Dreamcast version of the game. Yeah, it's it's the Windows version of the game, but... It's still, you know, graphically on par with the Dreamcast. Uh, it's marginally better in some respects with, like, the visual fidelity, and you've got a widescreen and everything like that. And it's just marginally just teeny bit worse with the pop-in. Uh, not that you'd really notice it if you played them back-to-back. Um, the gameplay, really, it's exactly the same. It takes a little bit of getting used to, like I said. You know, we, we all missed it. Uh, with the crazy dash and everything, we didn't quite get it early on, but after I played it some more, it, it snapped into place for me and I haven't had a problem with it at all. Hmm. Um, the original soundtrack is gone, but you can recreate it on your own. The original voice work is all there. That means I have to buy an offspring song. Buy. (laughs) Buy. (laughs) Some of us aren't dirty, dirty pirates like some other people. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Don't give those dirty assholes your money either. They got I hate the offspring. I'm sorry. <laughs> Seriously. It's the offspring. You know, I and I was really appreciative you said this, Josh, because I've read so many reviews that say, and God do I disagree, but you know, like I give the game a C because the offspring song isn't there. Like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> I mean, I was the the instant I read that shit wasn't there, I was like, thank God. You know, I was so <laughs> I, I'm glad you didn't go there. Well Yeah, I mean, love it or hate it. It was, it is the game, you know? You start up Crazy Taxi and you expect to immediately hear, yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah, do, 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 
you know? That's true. Just kind of associated um, with the beginning. It is. It really is. So at least you can do it on your own because, of course, you have it in your collection. And you've, well, I have a bunch of bad religion in my collection, so I'm not worried about that. There you go. Um, but, you know, you've got it there. So you can, you can do it custom soundtrack if you want. Uh, the original voice work is all still there. Hey, hey! <laughs> crazy taxi! You've got ten crazy minutes! <laughs> um, yeah, all that's there. The sound effects are all just the same as they always were. Um, the only real downside of the game, a- after I went through all this, it just comes down to the licensing for the stores. You know, the Kentucky Fried Chicken and Pizza Hut and right, all that stuff. Right. And that's not enough to really dock it a huge, huge bunch you know if if i had reviewed this a couple of weeks ago without playing those other ones it probably would have gotten a c at best but i'm see i'm wavering between a b and a b plus Hmm. and i don't know really where to fall i guess i i it's tough i i guess i'd lean more towards a b um if you've never played the game it's more of a B plus. It's it's a great game, you know. It's an arcade game. It's there's not a ton of depth to it, you know. It's a ten buck, ten dollar game, sure. you know. It it is what it is. Um, if you have that nostalgia, you're really missing, you know the 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 product placement. I guess is what it is. <laughs> With Tower Records and Pizza Hut and all that stuff. I do find and, it funny that they had to pay for a license to, you know what I mean? I mean. To it's advertise free advertising somebody. for these yeah. companies. I just don't get that. It is. Yeah. That's crazy. It is kind of kind of crazy. But, you know, at the same time, they've got their lawyers and they've got their branding and, oh, we don't want to be associated with this riffraff. Yeah, you know? I, I and, guess. I, yeah, probably so more trouble maybe than it's worth. Yeah. Yeah, just getting for them to agree to the free advertising probably cost you six months of work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding, yeah. You know what I miss yeah. about that, though, and, and I agree, it, it doesn't really matter, but what I do miss is you kind of associate the logos, the colors with those with those brands. So Pizza Hut was yeah. – it stood out because it was red and white and it had a big-ass pizza on the top of it or whatever. And, and I think I just described Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, but Levi's had the brand and, and you recognize the product and it made finding those destinations a hell of a lot easier than just looking at your little uh, radar or your map. Yeah, yeah. the bu- The buildings are still generally the same as they were. They just don't have the big logo on top, right? You know, so they're still there. They're still in the exact same places. It's the exact same game you remember, and it's all the maps are the same and everything. But uh, yeah, you don't have the big Kentucky Fried Chicken and the Tower Records and all that stuff and the big Fila logo, you know. So. Yeah, you are missing that. That's why I, I'm dropping it to at least a B. Uh, I'm saying that that was part of really what made this game what it was. Well, it's part of the identity of the game. You know, it's it it you're kind of taking the soul away from a beloved game. I mean, a lot of people really love that game on the Dreamcast. Obviously, it was a favorite of a lot of people because they ported it to all the other platforms and. You're, it's it's basically the shell of the game. It's still got all the gameplay aspects to it, but it doesn't have that ambiance, or I don't want to use ambiance, but you know, it doesn't have that that environment that you had before. Yeah, even though it's yeah. superficial. It, it, but yeah, I wouldn't dock it very much for that either. I mean, the core gameplay is still there. Yeah, I, it is basically the same game. You're just missing that and the soundtracks, but hey, custom soundtracks. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I'll go. I'll, I'll I'll lean more towards a B. That's a solid B. All right. Um, but it's still a good game. You yeah. know, if you like Crazy Taxi, it's the same game. A B is you know, a good you, score. C is average. Yeah. B is a good score. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So. I mean, if you you know if you don't have it anymore, if you don't have Dreamcast or any of that stuff, and and you have that nostalgia for it, it's it's the same game you remember. You know. Yeah. It it's just missing that one big chunk. So. If you, you do know, have a Dreamcast, and, and not to, uh, I mean, your review excluded, a completely separate path now, but would you, would you rec- <laughs> for somebody who owns a Dreamcast and has access to this game, would it make sense at all for them to buy the PS3 version, or would it make more sense just for them to stick with the Dreamcast? Hmm. That's a tough question, actually. Um, see, you we get all have custom- the game. You know, I mean, you get trophies, yeah. you get custom soundtracks, but besides that, what's the reason for... Upgrade. Well, you get trophy. I'd say trophies, leaderboards, and custom soundtracks are really the the main difference between this and Dreamcast. Hmm. Oh, you know the the branding aside. Take yeah, the sure. branding out of it. the The main difference beyond the branding that's missing: trophies, online leaderboards, and custom soundtracks. And that's pretty much it. Okay. So you know, are those worth it to you if you have both? A custom soundtracks is good, you know, because you can put in the offspring, you can put in bad religion and then everything else that you want, which is, <laughs> which is nice because the repetition is gone. <laughs> true. True. So yeah, that's cool. I, I, I don't regret, you know, having it now for the PSN. I, I pick it up again in a heartbeat because it, it's still a fun game and you know, it's, it's cool every now and then to just pop it on play for three minutes, play for five minutes and be done, you know? Sure. Cause you can just crank through, crank through a quick level or two and, and just be out of there, you know, or you can get deeper into it and do some score chasing and stuff. So yeah, All right. it's cool. It's fun. Awesome. So I'm going to, I'm going to handle Gran Turismo five a little bit different since we talked for 45 minutes last week on it. I think we covered a lot of the aspects of things. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so I, I think I'm just going to focus on a, a few things, and you know I, I wanted to to do a lot more before I reviewed it this week, and and I think I succeeded. Uh, the first thing being uh, update upgrading a car, you know, and and really focusing on on what the different cars can do and and that kind of thing. And I was getting shit for it, but I was posting some pics on Twitter and everything. I was just having an absolute blast Saturday. Uh, I'm a Mopar guy. You know, I, I've owned Dodge and Plymouth and everything else for a long time. My first car was actually a Plymouth Ferrari, uh, which you might laugh. That thing had a, a slant six in it, and that thing busted ass. <clears throat> so I got I, – I, after finishing one of the events, I got a 1970 Dodge Challenger, which is one of the muscle cars I've always personally wanted to own. So I got that thing, and I was doing some other races, and I really needed a powerful car, and I have – a Shelby Cobra, like a 1970s Shelby Cobra fastback. <clears throat> or I think it was like a 68 or something. I have one of those too. And I raced it a couple times and it just didn't feel right. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just see what what this is all about in terms of upgrading your vehicle. And, and you know, I was kind of comparing it to what I had done in Forza 2. Because I used to play Forza 2 a lot. And um, I also went back and played some Gran Turismo 4 to kind of get an idea. And and the first thing is, uh, before I get on to the upgrading, is anybody that's complaining about the menus in GT5, 
go back to GT4 and go to A-Spec, because that's a mess. It's not perfect on GT5, but my God, have they improved it. <clears throat> so that was one of the first things that popped out. But um, So anyway, I get this Dodge Challenger, and I'm, I'm doing some races, and it's just not quite there. They're a very heavy car, very top-heavy car. Uh, I mean, the thing leans like crazy. So started looking into what you could do in the game. And I think some of this stuff isn't as realistic, but I, I think it's... I think you're doing things to the car that is available, just not as easy as they make it out to be. Uh, so you're not, like, replacing lug nuts or anything else. What you're doing is you've got these kits that you can, uh, like, drop in new parts and new engines, things like that, that are uh, less weight. And you can put a lot more performance parts in. So lighter materials, uh, even stronger drive shafts for all the torque you're putting out with this new higher-performance engine. Uh you can do different tires, you know, medium and soft and things like that for different racing surfaces. Uh, you can upgrade the suspension so that the suspension's completely uh, adjustable, which is one of the more confusing parts for me because I'm just not a car guy, you know. Um, so I put all this time and effort into this Challenger, and I'm serious. I had a smile on my face the whole time I was doing it. I, I was, I probably played for like eight hours on Saturday, and I never played online that day. And I would say probably three of the hours was me dicking around with all this stuff, uh, getting different cars and, and that kind of thing. And one thing that, that I did is is I actually got the horsepower from, I think, stock. That thing's at around, I want to say like 415, let's say. And I think I got the horsepower right now up to 629 uh, with also a lot more lighter materials. So now I have a carbon fiber hood even though it's painted the same as, as before. You can actually paint it a different color as well. But carbon fiber hood, uh, glass that's lighter, uh, different components where they, it makes things lighter. Uh, and at the same time, I'm putting a lot more power into this thing. So right now, when I'm racing it, it doesn't corner very well because uh, I have to go one more kit to make it a little bit lighter, and I think it's going to corner really well then. So right now, it's not cornering well, but if I get on any type of straightaway at all, I'm blowing Lotus Elises out of the water. On the straightaways, because I have so much torque and so much takeoff speed, it's just insane. And with the adjustable transmission, you can actually, you don't have to sit in there and, and figure out every gear. It actually kind of does the work for you, which I really like. Because again, I'm not a grease monkey. I, you know, I don't work on my own cars and things like that. But you can basically say, I want my top speed to be 167. And it adjusts all the gears for you so that the ratios essentially correct all the way through. Um, even though you probably won't get 167 because there's not a long enough straightaway, you're kind of adjusting it so that you have more in the first gears, that kind of thing. <coughs> so <coughs> upgrading the hell out of it. Put uh, put spoilers on to keep the ass end down a little bit. Uh, all kinds of stuff. That car is a bat out of hell. I'm blowing away cars you wouldn't believe. And... I'm having so much fun driving that thing. I'm the, the ass end is so squirrely on it, on some of the turns where I'm hitting the grass and I'm still able to get back in, recover. You know, if I feel like one of the Duke boys, that's essentially it in that thing. <laughs> you, you do because you're hitting Woo-hoo! the gravel and you're hitting the grass and you're getting squirrely and you're just getting back on the road and trying to recover. And, and with, wait, what? Bo, Bo, and Luke or the retarded cousins? No, the Bo and Luke. I'll be okay. uh, whichever one gets more chicks. 
<laughs> I guess. Well, so that's debatable. Yeah, that well, would be true. Roscoe. Yeah, <laughs> or anus. Um, yeah, actually, anus got all the girls. Man, Cletus <laughs> got the most anus. Yeah. Aww. Ooh. Anyway. <laughs> um. But you know, I've got this. Everybody's been asking about wheels and everything, and should I buy a wheel? And blah 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 blah. That's your personal preference. There's some people that love playing with the gamepad. I play GT4 with the gamepad the whole time. I have two Logitech wheels here right now. I have the cheaper one that's just a, it sits on your lap. It's wireless, but you still have to plug it in for power. It's like fifty bucks. It's decent. It has decent force feedback. Controls good and everything, but you don't have an accelerator or anything. So what you have is the, usually where the the shifter paddles are. That's your accelerator and brake, which I'm fine with. So I use that a little bit, but really what I'm using is this Logitech GT Force that I have. First off, the game was made around this GT Force wheel. So that's basically the standard wheel that they use for any of the GT games, or at least the last two that I know of. <coughs> um, so everything's set up right away when you plug this thing in. This for, the force feedback is awesome in it. it it's, it's very responsive. You feel all the bumps in the road. I mean, it's not just it pushing on you with G-forces. You're feeling everything in the road with the force feedback in this thing. And the response is great. It's got the 900 degrees of turning, so you actually have to turn the wheel a couple of times on, on really sharp corners. <clears throat> and there goes my voice. <laughs> and I, I love it. And it's so immersive. You, the sense of speed that you get from this game is, is truly awesome. I honestly was playing it on, on a night before work, and I was driving to work the next day. I felt like I was doing 20 miles an hour. I had to put the cruise control on because I kept looking down. I was doing 75 and 80 on a, on a 55. I'm, I, go ahead. I have that same wheel. I was going to say, I, I have that exact same wheel. Yeah. And now, I've had every Gran Turismo game made, basically. So do I. I still own them all. Yeah, me too. And I never get that far in any of them. Already... In five, I've gotten much farther than I ever have in any of them in the past. Yeah, and I think some of it has to do with that wheel for me, anyway. I I think that's the because same way with me too. So much to the game. Yeah, you know. And and I, I honestly, I was I was thinking about it, and I think that's that's part of it with me too because I have it. I have this little cart that I use a lot of times for gaming, like for the keyboard. I have it on this little cart, and I clamp the wheel onto that thing, and it's so easy to just push out of the way when I don't want to use it. So I don't have to dick with it ever. So, so okay, so get past that, but I'm telling you, for me personally, I agree. I think the wheel really helps a lot with the immersion uh, aspect of the game. Um, <clears throat> but it just feels so right, the physics in the game. You know, it, it, when you hit certain things, it just reacts the way that you would expect it to react. You know, this time around, they put the skid control in, which you can turn off. But they've got this skid control where it'll keep you from really spinning out too much, which I think is good for people that are just starting out. And like you, this is the deepest I've ever gotten in A-spec or B-spec. And I'll explain those in a minute. But <clears throat> I normally would just play single races all the time. I would get in and play a few races, and that was it. You know, I'd, I never really got into the career modes before. <clears throat> this one I'm at level, I think, 14 or 15 right now. I went from 7 to 14 in one day. Uh, just playing racing and playing with all the mechanics and everything else. 
Um, B spec, I'm still on one, but I have a really good B spec driver. Everybody, I see all these people complaining about, oh, my guy spins out all the time. And, and B spec, what it is, is you're telling another driver what to do. You have a driver and you're managing him, but it's real simple. You're basically saying, pick up the pace, lower the pace, keep the same pace, that kind of thing. And what you have to do is you have to watch his, this meter of how, I get, they say hot and cold, but how pissed off he's getting or if he's calm. How, how incredible Hulk he gets. Yeah. <laughs> and um, when I was creating him, I kept re-rolling until I got one, a driver that was pretty level-headed. And another thing that I think helped me out, I only lost my first race, and I haven't lost a race with him since. I got him a good car right away. So I had this 70, or no, what was this thing? It's like a... Either an 87 or 78 Skyline that I have. I've put a picture up of it. It's that bright red, like apple red one that I have, which I love. Great car. Drives like a dream. I gave that to the guy, and he doesn't spin out. He has a good car with a lot of power, and it handles like a dream. And he's winning. I mean, I just need to get the time to go back into B-Spec and play more, but he's winning, and he's doing really well. So, um, beyond that, you know, the online play, it's not perfect, but my God, is it great. Uh, setting up the matches is insanely well done. Uh, I'm very surprised this is a Japanese developer, and honestly, I think some somebody from the States helped these guys out. Um, very easy to set up a lobby. Very easy to set up the different rules. You have all the tracks open to you right from the start. You can open up your garage to the racers if they don't have any cars in the garage like josh found out <laughs> yeah you you actually it'll test your connection when you're hosting and it'll tell you like recommended settings well i have a really good connection here now so i could put everything up to the top and it's nice because there's different tiers of like if you don't think you're going to get great performance you can lower the quality of the voice chat which the voice chat worked beautifully it, it's it's very very well done so the online like I said, it's not perfect, but my God, it's way better than I expected it, especially from what I was seeing in GT5 Prologue. Now, they've said they're going to add it hopefully sometime soon, but I really wish that they had the uh, ability in the online to gain credits, things like that, uh, to spend on cars. So I really do hope they add that pretty soon. Um, they already brought out a patch that allows you to set the amount of damage that's available in online it's three different settings you can basically put it to the minimum and your damage will regenerate actually <laughs> or you can say medium or you can have like insanely realistic damage in online races so i haven't messed with that yet so i really can't talk about that but that patch just came out um you know arcade play is great i'll say a couple disappointments i'm really insanely disappointed that you can really only use your psp livery from or in arcade mode, essentially, or practice mode. There's, mm, yeah. I mean, that I, sucks. I spent all that time <clears throat> building up that garage, and I can't even use them in, in a spec. What's the point? You know, because I have a truck in in my livery there, and it's impossible to find a truck in uh, in GT5 right now. And there's a truck series that you can play. Uh, you know, it's really easy to sell a car. It's really easy to mod a car. Uh, you know, I talked about the oil change thing and the car wash thing last week. So there's little things there here and there on it. Um, I had a real hard time on one of the NASCAR uh, stages or one of the events where you were at Daytona, and I think it was the inside cones. 
and you had to get from point <laughs> eight because you're not poor and stupid enough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, you had to basically make it like let's say twenty one seconds, and I kept hitting twenty one point one seconds every fucking time. <laughs> so I finally did that one, but I mean, it, it's kind of neat how they, they how they separate things up too. You know, they, they really they really mix it up, and you don't have to finish everything in beginner before you go to amateur or, or before you go to the medium or whatever. So you can really jump around and make the game what you want it to be. The photo mode is so addictive. I did actual like this photo tour where you can go to like the Red Bull hangar or these these locations and you actually open up more locations as the game goes on. <laughs> and you can magnify the pictures by double and and just get these insanely high resolution pictures. Uh of course you can only use the premium cars in photo mode and photo tour mode. <laughs> but you can also during any replay of any race, you know, just like in GT4, pause it, go to photo mode and, and aim your camera and do it whatever you want. And it's got full SLR control. So you can you can um adjust the F stop, you can adjust the white balance, all kinds of stuff. Uh you can adjust the aspect ratio if you just want a vertical picture, if you want sixteen by nine, all kinds of stuff. Um and I'm I'm just like addicted to that stuff. I was taking some really kick ass pictures the other day. And the cool thing is you can share them with your friends. So for your friends list, if they're in the game, they can go to your lobby and and check out your your uh, photos. <laughs> Unfortunately, they can't call up your replays. But what you can do, which I think is just... They need to figure out... I, I don't know maybe if this will change when they finally launch GT Life completely. Because that's supposed to have the whole online component on the, on the browser. But you can export your save data for a replay... Out to your XMB, and then I guess put it on a USB drive and email it, or put it up on a website. So I'm, it, it's kind of stupid that you have to do that instead of being able to share it online. Yeah. So that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, that, that's kind of a, kind of a deficiency. I, I really hope they rectify uh, because the replays are some of the most fun things. Uh, also, I really do hope that they figure out a way to put the YouTube uploading. I think that would be just awesome for this game. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, one of my biggest disappointments I talked about last week is the NASCAR piece. Uh, I really do think they they missed the boat by only having two tracks in there. And, I mean, they don't even have the tracks from GT4, which were, I think, uh, Watkins Glen and, I want to say, Rockingham. <clears throat> I also really wish they had the New York track in here. That's one of the classic tracks that they don't have that I wish they would have put in. And I'm not complaining about tracks. I mean... With reverses and everything else, there's 85 tracks, and it's a ton. I'm still racing tracks for the first time after all these hours. Uh, but, you know, New York was always one of my one of my favorites because there's these huge, long straightaways that you're driving through a big city and everything. So it was always just really fun. You know, even with those complaints, I, I, can't, I can't fault this game. I mean, there's the little issues, you know, the blocky shadows during replays and blah, 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 and... Which doesn't, honestly, I mean, I, I guess I'm so used to it because the Battlefield series had that for a long time and some other games have it. I mean, it does bother me because there is actually, with the front spoiler on my Challenger, there's a really weird lighting glitch on the front spoiler. So I do hope they fix that too, which they said they're going to work on, but <clears throat> it's superficial. You know, I'm I'm wrestling with the grade on this because I'm having so much damn fun with it. And honestly, for me to be playing this game as much as I've played it, even with all the time I put into GT4 and actually GT3 and GT2, 
uh, this is the deepest I've ever gotten in my career. You know, I always, like I said, I always played the arcade stuff, played a lot of split screen on, uh, what is it, GT2, I think it was. You know, even with the faults, and, and like I said, I think that I still think the biggest one is they missed the boat with the NASCAR stuff. Uh, I really do hope that they, that they expand on that somehow, if they, if it's DLC or whatever, uh, because it's so damn good. I mean, you're even, they even have the yump in there when you get to the finish line on Daytona. Where if you don't really judge that correctly, you can slide right into the wall in the air. Uh, every nuance of these tracks they have in, and it's 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 such a cool thing because I'm not a huge NASCAR fan, but I love playing NASCAR games and racing games. And for what they've done, I'm just astounded. <clears throat> so I'm going to give it an A minus. And the reason it's a minus is because it didn't launch with GT Life. They didn't flesh out the uh, the NASCAR enough for me, and the fact that I can't use my PSP vehicles, which unless I'm in arcade, which I don't think I'm going to go back to arcade now that I'm really into GT or into A spec so much. Uh, you know, it's great. You unlock new cars all the time when you get done with events. Uh, Nurburgring is insane. I mean, there's a whole series of five events on that track where they take you through sections in the first four and then they make you go through the whole track on the fifth, which is about an eight-minute ride. Uh, I'm not golding everything. I am I might get silvers here and there, and I don't care. I'm just moving along. Oh, I'm having a blast. You suck. <laughs> uh, I missed one by less than a second. But I was just I was so exhausted from that uh, Nurburgring one that I'm just like, uh, I can't do it again. I... I you know, I, 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 I am so impressed with this game. Do a NASCAR. Actually, this is one of the more fun things. Take a NASCAR out on a track that's at nighttime. Because they don't have headlights. They have stickers. <laughs> and you don't have headlights. You know, it's that kind of attention to detail that just blows my mind. Um, yeah, I... But I'm I'm telling you, when I was beefing up, and it, it was uh, Kill Nine was giving me shit because he goes, "Well, at least at least beef up a car that's like circuit worthy and everything." I'm like, "Yeah, but you know what? I'm beating everybody out right now." And you know, I didn't do anything to change the AI. I'm on the default AI, which the AI in this game is way different than GT4. Uh, GT4, you'll always have one that blows the doors off right away and gets up front. These guys, if you bump them, which I'm a dirty racer, I'll admit it. Uh, if you bump these guys, they'll come back and pit your ass. They will, they are, you piss them off and they'll take you out. So uh, it pisses me off. But at the same time, it blows my mind that there's actual, uh, you actually have characters in this game. Not every driver acts the same. Some guys will get out of your way. Some of them will be really aggressive. Some will be middle of the road. Some are very technical and stay on the line the whole time. Others really get away from the line. Uh, you know, all this is going on. I'm running a 1080p, which only has two two times anti-aliasing, but solid 60 frames per second. Some screen tearing, yes, and that's actually an annoyance too. Not a lot, but it does happen. But solid 60 frames per second, 12 cars that are all photorealistic, even the standard cars. And... With custom soundtracks, which takes some of the bandwidth away, my mind's blown with this game. So, A-minus, 
I really hope they flesh out the NASCAR stuff. But it is worth every penny if you like racing games. My God. So there you go. I don't know. Have you guys played it anymore? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the custom soundtracks took me a while to figure out. There it's a it's a weird implementation and it's convoluted and trying to find it. Yeah. Um, and you were talking about the volume last week? Yeah, that that's part of what I'm talking about, finding where the volume Well, but you have what to go into like some separate menu and yeah. uh You can't do it in game, but um what you yeah. need to do is lower all the other sounds a little bit because I do agree the uh the default volume, even for the background music that's on the disc, is pretty low. And, uh, you know, if it's like me driving to work every morning, I have my radio cranked when I'm driving. So I don't think yeah. that for a realism thing or what. But uh, just go into the sound menu, which is in the main options, and turn down the other sounds like by one or two clicks. And uh, it were, it's a pretty decent balance. Yeah, I've been having a hard time trying to get that perfect balance because... I turn it down too much, and then I can't really hear the car, and I use the noise of the car to help me when I'm shifting and things like that. Right. Um, so it's it's it. That's what's kind of an annoyance is that you have to back out completely, get all the way over to those options, get down into that menu, change it, then go all the way back into yeah. a race and try it out, and it doesn't work, and they have to go all the way back. It's it's a pain in the ass going back and forth trying to just tweak this and get it exactly where I want it. Yeah, I, I agree, and that's one that's one thing that kind of gave it an A minus as well. Is I mean, they are way better than GT4, but they're still. It's still pretty convoluted sometimes with the menus and the fact that you really can't adjust a lot of the technical stuff when you're in a race. You know, you have to get out of the race, go to the main options, you know, go to the whole menu with the the hardware menu and go to video or audio and yeah. get into a race and try it. And yeah. It could have been done a lot better. So maybe hopefully they'll patch that in later too, but it would have been nice to have right away. Yeah. What do you think, Joel? Uh, I don't think I played enough to really comment much more than you just did. <laughs> I, I've tried picking up a wheel and I poor timing on my behalf because it's holiday season and they're sold out everywhere. So I would wait until after Christmas and keep your eye on Logitech.com for uh, like what I got where they said it was a dented box and it was in perfect shape and it was brand new and I got it for 77 bucks. Nice. I'm also yeah. uh, accumulating Best Buy rewards points or dollars or whatever. Nice. And I'm getting close to that 150 mark. So once they, once it shows back up there, I can just go grab it. Sweet. And, uh, I can't wait to play it with the wheel. From what you guys have been talking about, it sounds like it'll be, yeah, a lot, lot more fun. I think with it's, the wheel. It is really good with the with the wheel. Uh, it. I, I totally agree with you, Josh. The more and more I think about it, I think that is probably one of the biggest catalysts for me enjoying this game and going back to it as much as I am because it's it's it, it's probably fifty percent of the immersion is right there. Yeah. Well, all right. Let me put it this way: just having the wheel alone and having me sit there play it with the wheel. Yeah. Lou looked over and she's like, "Um, I want to play that." <laughs> and I was like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Say, get your own. Get your own bitch. <laughs> and she rarely says that. She almost never says that about any game I'm playing. <laughs> but she's she likes the idea of the wheel. She loves the way the game looks and everything. Yeah. Her problem is she she really doesn't use the brakes at all. 
<laughs> and we've discussed that. She's got to have to learn how to use the brakes a little bit more because Indeed. it just doesn't work well with him. Well, and, Typical and I think woman driver. Yeah. Damn it, Lou. <laughs> I think that's one of the things that kind of gets people, too, is they're so used to playing games like you know, Burnout or Need for Speed Hot Pursuit or yeah. any of the NASCAR yeah. titles, and they think it's just pedal to the metal, and it's not. Gran Turismo is all about technical driving, and there's a lot of times, nine times out of ten, you're not going to hit a top speed. You're going to be doing well, 30 miles an hour around, around sharp corners. And, and Exactly. Kind of she saw me coming around a corner, and I dropped down to like 25, 30 miles an hour, and she's like, what? You're only doing like 20 miles an hour there. I was like, well, <laughs> if I didn't, I'd hit the wall. <laughs> You ever hear of physics? Uh, yeah, just wondering. Like, yeah, that's that's. I did that the first time. I came around that a little too fast, and I slammed right into the wall. Yeah, it's it, it. I man, I'm. Ser- I I did not think. I mean, I was really expecting uh, expecting this game to be good, and I was really expecting to like this game, but in no way did I expect to be playing it as frequently and as long in terms of sessions as I have been. I've just been drowning in this game and i'm loving every minute of it i actually gifted i, I won because i have a, a a 2008 challenger as well or 2010 and i and i unlocked one so i had two of them so i gifted one to omni law because <laughs> i wanted to see if it would get me a trophy <laughs> trophy hose damn it <laughs> i can so, use some cars none for me <clears throat> yeah no, yeah, it, it's so it's so cool. I mean, you can give cars to people. You can uh, you, you can trade stuff. You can send museum cards, all kinds of stuff. And then we have a voicemail kind of as a follow up. So why don't we trend, uh, kind of go into that real quick? Although I can't remember what I think it's number two here. Uh, we got a call from Hatman, who of course the only reason he called is because he's one of the ones that played online with us that last last week, and I forgot mm-hmm. to say his name, so I'm sure he's just trying to be an attention whore. <laughs> <laughs> that's Hatman TC for you. No, nah, I'm just kidding. So, uh, well, let's transition into that, and uh, let's hit our first voicemail here. Hey, Glenn, uh, Joel, Josh. This is uh, Hatman TC, Tony. Um, yeah, I played with you guys on GT5 uh, the other night. Um, it's becoming a big addiction for me as well, sure. every waking moment, like Glenn said in the last show. But um, one of the neat uh, features that I, I actually just found out the other day, um, if you log in on your birthday, the game gives you a present. It gives you a car. Yep. I thought that was kind of cool because I've never had a game give me anything for being a year older. Um, and so I thought that was kind of neat. You know, you actually get a car from the year you were born. Um, it's a random one, so you don't get to pick, which would have been cool if you would get get to pick you know, one of these super awesome cars. But, uh, you know, but what can you do? It's still free. You know, it was just a nice, neat little touch. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to call in to say, hey, you know, to, you know, yeah, whatever. I just wanted ah. to just say I wanted whatever. Attention. I can't even think. But anyways, uh, you guys keep up a good show, and um, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Oh God! So we get a car from the year we were born. So I'm getting a 1972 Pinto. Oh, ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> now I thought there were other games, not many, but I thought there were other games that actually did do something on your birthday, or at least recognize your birthday. Like even older games where they'd say put in your birth date, and when it came around to it, it would sort of recognize it some way, shape, yeah. or form. 
And it's totally well, I know in Animal Crossing, they observe your birthday. Ah, yeah. yes. <laughs> you get like a little a little gift from the the cat next door or some shit. Aww. I don't remember. <laughs> That's so adorable. <laughs> and Hatman's addiction. I mean, he obviously is addicted to this game. He called us from a wind tunnel. Did you hear that? <laughs> he was testing his next car. That's impressive. <laughs> Nice job, you know, it, it, well, there is a wind tunnel in the game. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, it's <laughs> yeah. We got to get on and play some more online. I just, like I said, I, I got so engrossed in in what I was doing last weekend. That I didn't play any online at all. I was just into it. I was like, oh yeah, I gotta keep beefing up my car and blah blah blah. And oh, now I, I put this spoiler on. Oh, now I made it lighter. And I, I was just, I was hooked. I was in. Told totally. you, Josh. He bought he bought the diapers. <laughs> he did it no I got a bathroom like 30 feet away <laughs> so that, that's really cool I mean man 1972 what kind of trying to think if I have any 72 cars right now and I don't think I do I wonder what they have for 72 in there that'll be interesting yeah I'm wondering what kind of 1970 cars there's going to be uh, you're probably going to couldn't be even the- be the Gremlin, maybe? <laughs> it couldn't even be like a cool 69. Oh, speaking of the Gremlin. All right. That just reminded me. And I was I was talking to Lou about this, too. Like, she, we were looking through all the different cars and everything that are available and talking about it. And I said, you know, the weird thing is, like with Volkswagen, you know, I know that uh, they started as, like, the Nazis. Uh, Hitler wanted his his cars and everything like that. And But, dude... You got like Nazi jeeps and yeah, and what the hell? I mean, it's a Japanese developer, so they're like, oh, what the hell, Nazi jeeps? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but it's just weird. It's just really <laughs> strange that that's even available in the game. You know, I was semi surprised, but those are pretty historic vehicles, so I can see why they're in there. But yeah, there it's a 1942 and a 1944 Nazi jeeps. But yeah, the Japanese and like too. the duck boat thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty interesting. Pretty surprising, Odd. too, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, emails. Who wants to read the first one here? Jesus, man. I'll take the first one, because it's a pair. All right. It's Undead Wolfie and Mark Lee. Uh, both basically sent similar things, so I just combined them. Uh, from Undead Wolfie says, hi guys. In the last podcast, uh, well, a couple ago, uh, you had a voicemail asking for some good RPG games on the console. Well, I know it's not for the PS3, but he did say he would like to play a game on the console and a good game that me and my buddy would put hours and hours into is Dark Alliance 2 Baldur's Gate. Had two player co-op option. And it was a ton, tonny, <laughs> tonny. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not from the U.S. <laughs> tonny. <laughs> of fun. It was on the PS2 and I think the original Xbox, LOL. Uh, <laughs> great podcast, guys. Never miss a show. Joel on a motherfucking stick. Yo, Wolfie. <laughs> and Mark Lee said similar thing, just listening to episode 192. Other than Fallout 3 and Oblivion, I like Near. Ignore the graphics, but enjoy the game. Demon Souls. I also like Darksiders. Well, Arrows, because I like the variety it has. And that one's from Mark. We got a couple of votes for uh, for Near, and I know Mark really likes that one too. Singer. Yeah. Uh, and then we also got. I actually got a message on Facebook from uh, 
Pierre-Antoine Rochelot. I've totally butchered that. Uh, hi, Glenn. Just want to know if you had a chance to play... Oh, wait. Oh, this is the wrong one. Damn it! Ha, 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 ha. All right, forget it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know we got a couple more messages about this one, and, and Nier came up a couple times as well. All right, uh, you want me to read the next one, Joel? Are you going to do it? Sure, yeah. <laughs> sure, you want like me to you read are. it or you're going to do it? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, just like you, I'm sharp as a tack tonight, so Woo-hoo! I will take this one. And this reminds me of one we talked about, I think, last week or the week before. A little bit different, but... Hey, guys. Long-time listener since the early 100s. First-time writer. I've heard many times where you've discussed the yellow and red light failures. I've got a 40-gig fat model that's begun having disc reading issues. It plays PS Store games just fine, and I can do just about anything you'd normally want to, but it fails shortly after inserting a disc into the drive. Mm. Game or movie, it doesn't matter. It just freezes a couple minutes Every time he plays. Called Sony, they offered the standard fix for 150 bucks. I wasn't given an option to swap it out for a Slim, as mm. the model is too, too new. Luckily, I've already got a Slim that was my secondary unit, which has now been promoted. I'm torn, though, on what makes the most sense at this point. I have a hard time swallowing the idea that spending half of what the unit cost with only a 90-day guarantee associated being with it or being worth it, excuse me. I don't have any experience in this realm, so I'm not sure how reliable to consider Sony's fixes, especially when a new Slim can be obtained for 300 bucks. What do you guys think? Is there a fix I ought to try myself? Should I yes. just have Sony fix it? Or should I just say, screw it, and pick up another Slim? Thanks for your thoughts, Dave. Uh, it's your Blu-ray drive, and actually that's insanely easy to replace. Because uh, it's actually very modular inside of the PS3. So I would look online for some outlets that might sell an aftermarket Blu-ray drive for the PS3, and they are out there uh, because my buddy bought one. Seriously, you just take all the screws out, and there's tons of instructional videos out there on YouTube and on the net. Just Google it. And you get the cover off the PS3, and there's two cables you have to unplug from the Blu-ray drive. It pops right out, and you put the new one in, and it goes. Uh, They aren't all serialized like the Xbox 360s are, where if you replace one piece, it doesn't work, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Seriously, if you're decent with a screwdriver, you're going to be fine. Uh, If it was was anything else, it's a little more difficult, but the Blu-ray drive is is actually very, very easy to replace. I would do that. It's going to be a lot cheaper. I don't know what the cost is, but it's probably like $100 instead of $150, but... I mean, it's going to void your warranty, but obviously the warranty doesn't do much for you right now. At least that's what I say to do. Good yeah. to know. Yeah, I agree. Well, one of you guys got to take the next one because this is uh, oh, it's your, Glenn. Your oh, territory. Sure <coughs> All right. Uh, this is from Sigma Omega, our buddy. Hey guys, just sending an email that's not game related whatsoever, uh, but involves a show that I'm very much addicted to now that you talked about countless times called Mystery Science Theater 3000. Now tonight I should be watching the Mitchell episode where Joel leaves. Uh, <laughs> ma, 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 Ironic. Mitchell. <laughs> nice! <laughs> Squint real hard, the sidewalk looks like ice cream. Uh, now my questions are, how, how do they go from the gizmonic... Uh, to the mad scientist, basically, to the woman who wants to rule the world. In which episode does that change come in, and did you like that change? <clears throat> uh, second question, what's your favorite and worst episode besides Mitchell and Manos the Hands of Fate you've seen? My favorite I watched must be Ega. Watch out for snakes. 
And uh, worse has to be teenagers from outer space. Okay, not really teenagers. No, really old teenagers from outer space. I love that movie. Uh, third question, favorite bot mine has to be Crow. Well, I think that's all. And if you go on a tangent, feel free to play the sound. We all know you like, and you can talk about the show a little more in some episodes. Can you tell I'm addicted? If you see me on Netflix, I'm probably watching some Mr. Science Theater 3000. Thanks, guys, and make sure your bosses like you so they don't shoot you into space from Sigma Omega. <laughs> oh, uh, Teenagers teenager from Outer Space is awesome, though. Man, my favorite... Uh, you know, one of my favorites is is the first one I ever watched, and that's Cave Dwellers. Or no, 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 no. Robot Holocaust, that's what it is. Robot Holocaust, uh, which is a very, very early episode, probably from... I want to say the second or third season when it was still on uh, the Comedy Channel before they merged with Ha for Comedy Central. Um, so much great stuff in there. Mitchell's obviously one of my all-time favorites. Manos the Hands of Fate. God, there's so many. Uh, worst one? Boy. I really don't know. Uh, probably, uh, oh, what's the Cuba one? Oh no, that one was fun. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it was it's horrible. Slow. But uh, no, the one I hated. Yeah. I was gonna say I don't know. I don't remember the name of it, but it was one of those, um, one of those European ones where they. It was all about the Sampo. Remember oh, that, one? that one's great though. That's Hercules oh. versus the Moon Man. No, I don't think it was Hercules. It was, it was one of those ones where they almost took Hamlet. It might have oh, been yeah. Hamlet. Ah, oh, the sample one was, um... Oh, what was that? Was that Merlin? I was just bored to tears. It was funny, but I was bored yeah. to tears, uh, you know? I haven't really... I'm. There's so many episodes. I, uh, there's over 500, I think, so... Yeah. I love yeah. Santa Claus versus the Martians. Holy shit, that one's awesome. Uh, Rocket Attack USA. Yeah. Because Rocket Attack USA, that had... All right, they do these things at the very end called zingers. Yep. And you have to watch all the way through the credits, and at the end of the credits, they'll they'll take like a like a five second clip from the movie that you've just seen, just yeah. one of those ridiculous parts of the movie. And on at the end of Rocket Attack USA, uh, in the movie, all the rockets are going off, and it's the end of the world. And they cut to this shot on the street. Nobody's on the street except this blind guy with a cane, and he's click 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 click. <laughs> Click, click, and then he looks toward the camera. Blind guy yeah. looks toward the camera and goes, "Help me!" <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and of course, Invasion of the Giant Spider uh, or the Giant Spider Invasion, which uh, was shot mm. in Hayward, Wisconsin, uh, had of course the skipper Alan Hale Jr. in it, and yes. uh, I don't remember her name. Uh, she was, damn it, but uh, so many Packers jokes. Every time there'd be a mob scene, Packers, woo! Uh, <laughs> I just I, that one's Prince so, of Space. Oh God, Prince of Space, Gamera, all the Gamera movies. Yep. God, Clones. all right, we can do this all day. Yep. Yeah, Joel, you don't even like the show, do you? Uh, not nearly as much as you. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I went to one. Of I like it just. I like it just fine until I met you guys. Now I feel like I. You know, like I don't know shit about the show. Well, I got really <laughs> wow. lucky because I found the show pretty much after, right after it started hitting cable, because the first season was just on KTMA in, in uh, Minnesota, and 
I've just been a fan since the beginning, essentially, uh, of what yeah. I knew as the beginning, and and uh, I honestly don't know as I don't remember as much as I used to. I don't watch it every day like I used to, but oh man, I just such a great show. And and Rift Tracks is awesome. If you ever get a chance, Cinematic Titanic and Rift Tracks are both great. Rift Tracks, I, I honestly really like what they're doing because. They make a little MP3 file that you sync up with whatever you're watching. And the great thing is they're doing all these really big budget films like the Transformers movies, which they actually make the Transformers movies watchable. I'm actually considering watching a Twilight movie because of these guys. Wow. <laughs> because <laughs> That's crazy. If you watch right. Core this month, they show some of the riffs <clears throat> they do on one of the Twilight movies, and it's fucking hilarious. You know what? I watched about a half hour of one of the Twilight movies because it was on this past week and there was nothing else on. And for some reason, I was like, all right, you know what? Uh, I think I'd watch an infomercial over that. Well, I thought, all right, this is like a big budget thing and it's making all this money and it's a cultural phenomenon Uh, and it's sparkly vampires. But I just want to see what it's about just uh, to just to get a sense of it. Plus, uh, what's her name? The chick. Uh, I got a thing for her. (laughs) What? Yeah. What? I kind of like her. Huh? Cool. (laughs) I kind of like her. Two Um, two studly dudes are fighting over a very average, pissy, always depressed chick. Well, all right. I don't know what the whole story is, but the one bit I saw, and this is what made me think, wow, all right, I'm never going to watch any of these like all the way through. I didn't think I would anyway, but I sat and watched about 20 minutes of it, and all the little sparkly vampires are there being all emo and doing their thing. And they're in this scene where they're all standing in some room, and one of them turns to the side, and you see him in profile, and he's talking, like the main dude, the dude who was in Harry Potter and got killed. (laughs) Um, he's standing there and he's talking and you can see where the white makeup on his face ends and his regular neck begins because they didn't do the makeup all the way around his neck and everything. God. (laughs) And I was like, are you serious? They spent all this money on this movie and it and it wasn't a short scene like you see him constantly from the side and then you see more <laughs> of them from the side and you see that all of them only have white makeup on their face like clowns and I'm like dude oh, that is ridiculous uh, <laughs> but yeah yeah you're dangerously close at losing your man card i'm telling you right the, now <laughs> hey i mean maybe if lou made you watch it we might give you a pass but dude i had i it, I need pretty to know. So, pretty soon you're going to be saying, well, you know, there was nothing on, and, well, I came across Beaches. Dude. And no, I just decided no. to watch it. I I hate... What's her face? Barbara Julia Streisand. Well, or, no, who did? That's not even Barbara Streisand. No, Bette Midler, that's, isn't it? Bette Midler. I hate Bette Midler, too. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, all right. I needed to know, and as I learned from wow. G.I. Joe, knowing is half the battle. I don't know if that's going to get you out of this one, dude. I don't know. (laughs) Well, all right. Let me get back to when the mad scientist left and 
the woman oh, yeah. who wants to rule the world. I believe that was right around the end, right around the last season or two on the uh, Sci-Fi Channel. It was the second to last, third or second to last season on Sci-Fi. Yeah, and uh, basically Trace Ballou, who played Doctor Forrester, left, and who played his he mother also did Crow. Yeah, he did Crow, uh, and then uh, God darn it, I'm forgetting his name, but he's on Rift Tracks now. Uh, it took over as Crow, and actually that happened before they went to Sci-Fi even. Because uh, Trace Ballou had already left the show officially before, or at the time of the second convention up in Minneapolis. And they weren't on Sci-Fi yet, and, the, and the, the president of Sci-Fi showed up at the convention. And everybody flipped out because County Central basically just started treating the show, show like shit, even though it had some of the highest ratings on the on the network. I mean, they were keeping that network afloat. Yeah. And they completely t- treated it like shit because they didn't know what to do with it. And... Even in the movie, in the MST movie, there's a little quip where Crow's like, please be the sci-fi channel, please be the sci-fi channel. Because <laughs> everybody was looking at them to kind of save him. And at that time, you know, it was just rumor. And then he showed up and he, he didn't really promise anything, but he's like, oh, you know, I just wanted to be here. And we know these guys really well. And everybody's just like, oh, my God. <clears throat> but the problem with sci-fi is they were they were only using the movies from the sci-fi vault. And there were some weird movies in that vault so it it was a weird deal when they got there it was great that it continued uh but that's mary joe peel who played dr forster's mother and she has been a writer on that show for years and is absolutely hilarious bill corbett's the one that took over crow uh and he was one of the he was one of the brains so the guys walking around (laughs) with the brains in the in the dishes him and kevin that was the thing. It wasn't. It wasn't as good as it used to be. But at the no. same time, you had Brain Guy and Bobo. Yeah, Bobo was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, was, they did some great was, stuff still. Yeah, they were. That was really Brain Guy was fucking hilarious because yeah. they they could do so much with that. Um, but yeah, it, the weird thing with like Comedy Central and even Sci-Fi, they both had problems with it. They both, you know, picked it up and they both ran with it for a while. But at the same time, it's a two-hour show. Yeah. And fitting that into a schedule, you know, I thought it was perfect on, I guess it was Comedy Central at the time, when it was Sunday mornings. Oh, when they broke like, it up. Well, but it was like on Sunday mornings at like 11 a.m. or or 10 a.m. or whatever, because we'd get up, you know, I was in college at the time and I was in a house and we'd all party the night before and we'd all kind of get up and sort of make our way downstairs the next morning hungover and (laughs) pop on Mystery Science Theater and just sit there and laugh our asses off. Yeah. (laughs) It was awesome. Yeah. You know, with me, it was just the perfect timing and, and it was such an original take on things that that's why i just really got attracted to it and i have almost every episode because uh, i was part of what's called the digital archive project for a little while i wasn't really big into it but i was helping out with some of them because um, i had a ton of tapes and i mean i had a whole rack of tapes of episodes especially when turkey day was on when they would do a 30-hour marathon mm. on thanksgiving yeah. which comedy central just totally fucked up but i have almost every episode on cd it's you know you just play it on your computer but I, I'm really big into that show. I mean, I'm not mental about it, but, you know, I still have a membership card for the fan club and all that cool stuff. And I have, you know, I put that article up a long time ago on the website where when I was in the hospital, my friend's wife went over there and 
or uh, sent them a letter, and they all they sent me a, a a bunch of stuff, like cards and everything, and they all signed everything. So, yeah, really cool. But yeah, who knows? Tangent time. All right. Who's time? Whose turn is it to read the next one here? It's voice. Do you, do we have another voicemail? Oh, yeah, now? yeah. And this one's gonna be fun. This is from a very good friend of ours. Hey, Glenn. Hey, all of you guys. How's it going, man? It's Fluffy. What's happening? Hey, um, I had a question. I want to find out something about Gran Turismo. I reckon you fucking used to play it a lot. Okay. Oh, fuck. I lost my shit phone. Um, <laughs> okay. What's it called? I don't give a fuck about driving games and shit. You know, they're all the same to me. Fucking driving a circle, whatever. Okay, I just want to fuck around in it, you know? So what I want, with all these, like, thousands of cars and that, can I get, like, I want an 86 Toyota Corolla, or an old Alpha, or maybe a fucking, uh, JV, fucking, not JV, fucking, an XJ Tirana, and take it around the track, you know, drifting, burnouts, if you've got, like, Eastern Creek or Mount Panorama on the racetracks, or if you've got those, I, you know, because I've done that before, like, in real life, and I want to... It'll be cool to play on the thing. But I don't, I don't give a shit about the racing. I'm going to care less. But you know, if it's got that, I'll buy it. And I figured you play it at least. You might know. Anyway, I think I might know. Okay. Thanks, mate. Bye. <laughs> Fluffy. <laughs> um... I don't know if the specific cars are in there. Fluffy, just send me an email because I couldn't understand a couple of the ones you said. 86 Corolla, I think actually there's a Corolla in there. I just don't know what year. Uh, but yeah, you can you can just do time trials and there's no other racers or anything and you can pick any track and and just do whatever you want. You can fart around, but I don't know if it's worth buying a game at full price just to do that. I mean, that's like a, a 1% of what the whole game is. But you can play online with this too and do like Sebastian and go the wrong way in the track and piss us all off. That's true. So, yeah, uh, Fluffy, email email us and I'll look it up for you. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, all fuck, right. I lost my headset. Damn it. <laughs> all <laughs> right, last email is from Lucho V. Uh, he lives in Guatemala. He's 24 years old. Uh, believe me, the traffic... My way to work and back to my home is dramatically less tedious while I listen to all the PlayStation nests that you give for the weekly podcast. Basically, I'm writing to tell you that even though Sony is just entering officially to Guatemala, PlayStation consoles are very popular. In fact, they're promoting the move with giant banners in city buildings, public transport, and malls. But the support of the brand is very far from what you are fortunate enough to have in the U.S., for example. Hmm. Official distributors of Sony selling the PS3 for almost 500 bucks, which I think limits the growth of the market. We have access to the PlayStation Store only to games, but no movie TV content, and that only by creating a U.S. account and using American Express credit cards or PSN cards regularly more expensive since they are not officially sold. For this, we are watching very closely the way Sony will approach our region, waiting for services matching those of other regions such as USA and Canada, or at least making them more attractive to capture a market that obviously exists and just needs more direct attention. 
Also, I'm writing because I'm a frequent customer of Amazon.com, and they always give me the codes for free video or MP3, but unfortunately can't be used here. So I'm sending this code they gave me on Black Friday for $5 of video-on-demand credit. Mm -hmm. And then he gives the code, so you can give it away or use it yourselves for if that is your selfish decision. Yeah, (laughs) I've used it, so screw you guys. No. Um, I'll give the code right now. Uh, so it is K6MV and you'll get the rest next week no um, <laughs> M9674X DUQBEV so good luck and it says keep up the good work greetings from Guatemala and may you have a very happy holidays this year from Lucho V. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Guatemala, that's, man. Yeah. Nice. That's the first email we've gotten from Guatemala. Yeah. That's why I had to throw that in there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Are we done? Wow. Under three Almost. hours. All right. Well, uh, we'll go over the regular stuff here real quick. A lot of different ways. Oh, no. Joel, you've got an announcement first. Uh, yeah. Oh, just a reminder. We're doing our yeah. Game of the Years at the end of this year. And we'll have the the audio out in episode 197, which will be on the 30th of December, which yeah. will have highlights from the story. And then we'll have the full awards and everything else in a written article on our website, the 31st. Indeed. So not only check out the audio portion, but be sure and check out the website because we'll kind of flush out some of the commentary and have a, a lot more detail as to what we chose and why. Indeed. Oh, and we're also going to do some People's Choice Awards. So we're going to ask you all to participate and we're still kind of figuring out what we're going to do there. So stay tuned. Hopefully we'll have something for you by next week with where you can go, how you can vote and all that good stuff. Yeah. So stay tuned. I think we'll have some cool stuff and man, it's going to be tough to choose some of these this year. It is, man, I was looking at the lists and fuck. just cause two. Yeah. That's going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> it is Son tough this bitch. year. It is tough. Definitely. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's, let's just say uh, a lot of different ways if you want to contact us. There's a lot of different ways you can do that. Of course, you can send us an email to podcast at psnation.org, or you can uh, go over to the website, and it actually works now. So you can hit the Contact Us button on the right side, and that'll let you fill out a little form, and that will send us an email as well. You can also leave us a voicemail in a couple different ways. You can call 715-502-9773. Standard long-distance rates apply on that one. Or if you have Skype, you can call WDT-Torgo. Uh, don't forget to look us up on Facebook. We are over a thousand fans on Facebook, or over a thousand members of the group. So uh, very, very cool. We actually went in and uh, updated a couple things on there as well. So we're gonna plan on using the Facebook page a little bit more than usual. Uh, of course, find us over at furiousgamer.com. If you have an iPhone or an iPod Touch for ninety nine cents in the App Store, you can grab that app and stream the show along with a bunch of other shows on there. And the nice thing about Furious Gamer is if you're interested in one single game or a couple of games, you can look up those specific games and it'll show you exactly where in each of these shows people are talking about that game. You can also bookmark certain spots, all kinds of cool stuff. Or you can go over to FuriousGamer.com and actually uh, use the web-based one as well. <clears throat> uh, find us on Twitter at PJFJosh, at 5 Joel, and at PS3Nation. Don't forget to look at our forums over at VGEVO.com, along with all the other podcasts in the network. Don't forget our website, psnation.org, of course, where we're putting all of our cool articles and everything up. 
along with my huge long-winded Neo Geo retrospective that I kind of wrote up from memory, which I can't believe I wrote that much. I'm like, wow. Uh, And of course, don't forget our sponsors. My goodness, our sponsors. AudiblePodcast.com slash PSNation. Go over there and sign up for the 14-day free trial for Audible.com through this link, AudiblePodcast.com slash PSNation. And with our link... When you sign up for the 14-day free trial, you get to keep the book. You get a free book out of the deal. Even if you don't keep the account, you get to keep the book. And uh, if, you, if you drop out before the 14 days is up, hey, we still get something out of it. So you're just helping us out. You're helping us pay for our hosting costs and uh, the shipping costs for all these prizes. Uh, also, don't forget our PlayStation Nation merch over at Zazzle.com slash PSNation. And Joel put a note on here. Please leave us a review on iTunes and Zoom Marketplace. Uh, also, don't forget Stitcher.com. If you uh, hit the link over on our website, it will take you right to our section at Stitcher.com. And uh, there was one last thing I was going to say, and now I forgot what the hell it was. Because I'm a moron. Damn it. All right. Well, whatever. How about the, uh, how about the opening song there, Joel? Why don't you tell us about those guys? Yes, it is written. You can check them out on MySpace at myspace.com slash band, And they're, of course, also on the Facebooks. So look them up under It Is Written. And uh, give them a shout, especially yeah. if you like their music. And those links can be found in the show notes over on psnation.org when I put the show up. And also on NeoGAF and over at N4G. Thanks to all of our uh, friends over at N4G for approving our, our submissions. Very, very cool of you all. Uh, and I remember what I was going to say. The email has gone out to all of the Extra Life raffle winners, and uh, we're we're getting a lot of responses. But uh, we did have a couple of people where the email went to their spam folder. So if you're expecting an email and have not gotten it yet, check your spam filter. If you haven't gotten the email, obviously let us know, and we'll resend that out to you. And uh, EA has sent the prizes. I don't know if they've when they're going to show up, but we were waiting for some from EA, and they are on the way. So we can start getting plans for getting all this stuff shipped out, which it's going to be a mountain. Uh, yeah, so thanks, everybody, for your patience. And, uh, you know, we'll get this sent out as soon as we can. And that's about it. Anything else from you guys? Nope. I think we put Joel to sleep tonight with all the MST talk. <laughs> Sorry, Joel. That's okay. Just cause to game of the year. That's all that matters. Jesus. Maybe in your head. <laughs> 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 all right well uh thanks for sticking with us this week folks and uh my god my voice actually made it next week we should have a lot more fun i'll probably do a quick review on black ops obviously if you're interested in the game you probably already got it so i'll do a quick one on that and who else knows what we're gonna cover next week you guys planning anything uh i hope so <laughs> not sure <laughs> wow thanks for being so definitive you're welcome all right well let's get out of here thanks very much everyone have a great week We'll see you soon. Get out there and play some games. Find somebody to love that loves you back. Doesn't matter who it is. Your family ain't going to like them anyway. You know that? <laughs> your family thinks they know what's best for you. Religion will tell you who you can choose from. Even the government. The president actually wants to make a constitutional amendment prohibiting gay marriage, which goes against, I don't know, the very foundation of the country. <laughs> All men are created equal. Except these faggots over here. <laughs> Did you read the thing before you took the job? (laughs) Who cares? Suck a dick, sing a song, pay your taxes. (laughs) 
just knock it off with the parades. <laughs> Any gay people here? We get it. You're a festive bunch. Knock it off. <laughs> I like women. You don't see me tying up traffic for the annual pussy festival, do you? <laughs> of course, I'd hold it in the spring. I'm watching the gay pride parade every year in New York City. Not for support. I got to get across 6th Avenue to get home. <laughs> every year it's the same thing. All right, Dorothy, give me the sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My friend David's gay. He's getting married and his mother's upset that the guy's not Jewish. <laughs> Some people just have a line in the sand. <laughs> I was at the engagement party. His mother was drunk. Like, well, apparently it's too much to ask that the bride be circumcised. 